0: All right. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Alara Canfield Show, the Awaken to Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And today we have a brand new guest on our show. Um, Matthew John is here with us. We're going to be talking about star seeds. We're going to find out where you're from <laughs> and what your destiny is on Earth. So we're going to talk about all of that and so much more. And you know, we're going to talk a little bit about you know the typical signs that you are a star seed. Some of you are really familiar with that, but some of you may not be, so we'll talk about that. We're gonna talk a little bit about some of the most common extraterrestrial races that starseeds come from, how to figure out which starseed race is yours, how it's possible to be from more than one place in the universe, and does being a starseed mean you haven't had any past lives on Earth, and why starseeds come to Earth. What is the difference between an old soul and a new soul? I myself am definitely an old, 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 old soul. I was told I'm older than dirt. <laughs> so yeah, I've been here a long time. Uh, we're going to talk about how to find out your starseed mission and how to overcome the most typical obstacles that starseeds face, how to connect with your galactic guides, and so much more. And Matthew's is going to do some live readings on the call to tell you where in the universe that you come from. So all that and more. And because it's the first time that Matthew's here with us, I'll just share a little bit about Matthew. He is an internationally recognized spiritual teacher, a spiritual mentor, a psychic, an intuitive healer, a starseed guide, an energy healer, and medical intuitive, working with angels, archangels, and ascended masters. He is a gifted intuitive, wisdom channeler, and transmitter of healing frequencies. And I have to tell you, like even before Matthew came on the show like this is the first time, but w- when um, he had agreed to be on the show and then he heard about Robert, he was like, one of the first guests to reach out to me and say, you know, how can I help? You know, what can I do? Please tell me, you know, and let's get on a call. And it was like, I was like, I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. I don't even know you yet, you know, because we haven't even had a conversation and you're offering all this help. I was just like blown away, you know. So like, oh my god, that is a kind soul, kind kind soul. So I'm so glad that you're here, Matthew. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you. you yeah. Thank
1: you. My my pleasure. Yeah. I was and, happy to be able to help.
0: Oh, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate it. Um and because, you know, it's your first time here, I just want to you know, if you can take a moment and just tell us a little bit about your journey and how you started to become a healer and, you know, of course, your starseed origins and et cetera. and yeah. I want everybody to just you know bring your love you know bring your um welcoming energies to welcome Matthew to our show because like I said it's his first time so welcome
1: thank you thank you I, I appreciate it um yeah so I've been on this uh, spiritual journey for about I would say 13 years um I'm in my mid-30s now Start out uh when I was just kind of in my early 20s um and I, I, I would say I always like to tell the story, uh, especially when I'm on a new show um, of uh, one of the first awakening experiences I ever had that was, you know, it was unforgettable. And it's something I'll take to my grave with me and way beyond the grave, um, you know, something uh, that was just um, after that happened, I, I, I could never go back and um I was walking uh, just outside in, in Buffalo, New York, uh, which is where I was going to, uh, to school at the time. Um, I'm from Rochester, New York. and um, I was walking um, outside just kind of at late at night, uh, had been been out of a few bars and um, I had some uh, psychedelic mushrooms on me. and I was like, okay, let's let's see what this brings. And boy, I, I was led to, um, just out of nowhere, I was kind of led on this journey um, behind some bar into the woods where I had never been before. I didn't even know there were woods here. And all of a sudden, I'm in this weird clearing where it was like a weird circle, and there was... Uh, it looked like a, a tarp there. It looked like maybe some homeless people had been there. There was a little fire, uh, remnants of a fire. And I just felt this, like, not even just a calling, but almost like I was forcefully pushed down on the ground. And I was looking up at the sky, and I just felt overcome by, I can't describe them as anything else, but these cosmic orgasms that were far more powerful than any physical orgasm I'd ever had in my life, thousands of times more powerful. And then I saw all these in the the trees, I saw all these aspects, these little sparks of light, and they looked like little beings waving to me. And I got this sensation that they were waving to me from other parts of the galaxy, other parts of creation. And I saw them waving to me And I felt that these were all aspects of me. Oh, wow. And I felt this connection with not just, you know, God and and the the source, the cosmic source of all, but I felt this deep connection with parts of myself that I had never connected with before. And um, it was, there was no turning back from there. And I I really started getting really deeply interested in, in everything spiritual I would have books fall off the shelf for me. I found myself guided to different um, different guides, different teachers. I learned Reiki. I learned life coaching. Um, I had a, a, a weird, strange event that caused um, these neurological issues to begin, and they never really resolved themselves, but because of these very strange health issues that no doctor, no MRI, no one could figure out. I found myself seeking and I went to Mexico. I went to Brazil. I, I sought all the different teachers and people that I could. I, I read everything that interests me. I watched every video that interests me. And I started realizing that I myself had psychic powers. I, I started realizing that I could read things just by tuning in. I started realizing that I could have visions. I started realizing that um, I just kind of could have this intuitive and inherent knowing about certain things. When I came back from Brazil, back to uh, New York about uh, five years ago, four or five years ago, um, I, I really felt called to enter kind of a new stage of my work. And at the time, because of some experiences I'd had had in Brazil, I wasn't feeling like I was ready to work on clients in person to do in-person Reiki anymore. And I felt like I wanted to still work, but do things from a distance. And because of that, I, had just naturally downloaded through me brand new things that I I hadn't really even thought of before. And one of them was this idea of helping people to connect with their star seated nature and helping people to actually travel there, not Mm -hmm. just to know it, but to actually go there. And it was just one day I was just at my laptop and I just started receiving what felt like a download. And I started writing out this script of uh, this journey that I was obviously supposed to lead people on to go to their home planet, to go to their place of origin, to connect with their guides, to receive an activation from their guides. And so I said, you know what, let's try it. I was already doing you know, doing readings again from, from a distance uh, for people. I was already doing past life regressions again. I've been doing past life regressions for over 10 years. I love doing those. Um, But I was like, all right, let's try this Starseed thing and let's see how it goes. And wow, did it work like a charm and fast forward, you know, over the past four years, I've done hundreds of these for people, hundreds of these. And it's pretty cool because, you know, not only does the person get to experience traveling to their home planet uh, meeting their galactic guides and getting an activation and I mean the people have emotional emotional reactions going there a lot of the times crying um, just feeling like they're home
2: mm-hmm. it,
1: it's a sense of being home that uh, that people haven't felt with anything here on earth really yeah. it's something far deeper and not only do I get to, facilitate that experience for people but i also have a whole log of notes from these experiences and i have i i, I have this research this galactic research basically like i look at it as like a research project and you know for the people it's an experience but for me it's a research project mm-hmm. and i have all this research about what life is like on the pleiades on mm-hmm. the syrian planets on the arcturian planets on um the lyran planets in orion's belt What's life like in some of the galaxies outside of our galaxy? Because a lot of times people will end up being from the Andromeda galaxy or or from another galaxy. And there's science knows there's billions of galaxies, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, the Essesani, the Yael, um, the Blue Avians, the the Vegans, um, and there's some that I'm not even thinking of right now. You know that the the, the Mantis extraterrestrials, and I'm sure there's people on this call that are, that are all of those. Um, and so I, I have this whole uh, log of research that someday will probably end up being a book, you know, maybe transcripts of a lot of these journeys. Um, and it's really cool. I, I get to see what life is like outside this planet through people and people get to have that experience of what their you know, mm-hmm. their personal planet or, or, or planets, as we'll talk about, it's possible to be more than one is like. So that's how I kind of got into doing this starseed stuff um, the way I found out that I was a star seed myself, this was way back. Um, this was a little bit, I think probably a year or two after that experience, um, that I talked about in, in Western New York, I was traveling, um, through the South. I was, uh, I was in, um, North Carolina and, um, I, again, I, I was, I've had a lot of, a lot of my journey has been opening through, um, plant medicines and, mm-hmm. uh, and psychedelic. So it's not something that's necessary for someone to, you know, get on with their spiritual journey, but it can be helpful for some. And for me, it was very helpful. So again, it was kind of an experience with, with the psychedelic, um, uh, medicine. And, um, I just knew I, 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 it was actually after it. it was, it was the day after, and I was still kind of feeling the after effects, feeling this openness and connectedness and peace and calmness. And I just started researching on the internet about. I just stumbled across star seeds, and I couldn't stop researching. I'm like, oh my god, this is me! I know this is me. And then, as soon as I read about Syrian star seeds, I'm like, oh, I this is me. This is me. I, I love the color blue. I love the ocean. I love entertainment. I I am very sensitive. Um, I just knew that that I I was Syrian, and it was great because it gave me um kind of an extra piece to my identity that uh, that I got to carry with me I remember being at um, a lot a lot of people in our spiritual community will end up going to like Burning Man Um, Mm -hmm. there's a there was like a satellite Burning Man uh, on the east coast I forgot what they called it but uh, you could like make your um, you could make your uh, you you had to make a sign that like said something about you or like admitted something about you or revealed something about you so I wrote, I am a star seed. And I went around with the sign uh, on my shirt and said, I'm a star seed. And everyone was asking like, what's a star seed? What is that? And they're like, a lot of people are like, oh my God, I feel like that's me too. Like, how do I find out more? You know?
2: Oh, wow. So,
1: um, and then, you know, like when I traveled to uh, to Brazil and all that, I mean, I met so many people down there that, uh, that you know, knew they were star-, <laughs> star seeds themselves. So it's, it's been something that it's been kind of one of the main themes of yeah. um, my journey, both in my personal evolution and as my journey as a healer, as well as um, just diving into this whole idea of what it means to be a star seed and different types. Um, and later on, I discovered that, you know, as much as I resonate with the Syrian and it feels like it's the closest vibration to who I am, to who my personality is,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I actually, found that there's something even deeper. There's something even deeper. And um, I found that uh, being from the Andromeda galaxy, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: being from the Andromeda galaxy was actually, that felt like the deepest and most ascended part of my soul. Yeah. And so when I started looking into that, I was like, wow, this is even a deeper piece here. And I saw how that Andromeda aspect of me was the part of me that was so good at seeing patterns i've always been really good at just looking a lot of people get caught up in just for example and i don't want to go into this stuff too much but for example there's been a lot of interesting events happening um in the u.s over the past year
2: mm-hmm.
1: pretty much everyone in the spiritual community was sure that you know donald trump would get reelected, and that he was on some sort of mission here and um well, he didn't get reelected. He lost quite handily. <laughs> and, um, and there was the Capitol riots, which were bizarre. I don't think anyone really predicted that. And the way that the, the COVID thing has gone and the way that the vaccines have rolled out really quickly and perhaps things not being as bad as far as travel restrictions go as a lot of people are fearing. People tend to sometimes compartmentalize the way that they look at, at things going on in the news or on the planet. And just looking at us like right now mm-hmm. i've always had this ability to see the whole big picture of things and to kind of see that things are not always as they seem and there's a lot of parts that people don't see like people were very obsessed with the fact that trump was here on some sort of mission to save everyone um when really he was here as a politician looking to you know mostly enhance his his legacy and, his brand and and um and that's why that's what he was looking out for he was just a piece of the puzzle but he wasn't who people thought in the spiritual community that he was um and we can see that now because he's not there anymore i mean the the deep state never left for I example know. you know but people thought were looking very short term like oh that's it that's it the deep state's gone they're gonna arrest everyone the cabal it's all over no not so fast there's <laughs> a lot more pieces to the puzzle here right and and biden being in office now is not the end of the world either we're not going to see the end of america civil war oh my god all you know apocalypse no it's not that simple it's not that simple and there's there's a very long-term game to all this so i that's the Andromeda aspect of me i've always been very good at just being able to put together all the different puzzle pieces and also in people's lives like In my soul plan readings with people, you know, I sometimes if if I want to specifically read short term, like you know, like I I did with your reading, I was reading both short term and long term, right? Mm -hmm. I can tune in on short term, okay, but then I can also see the big picture and how all the different puzzle pieces are put together as far as soul contracts. Mm -hmm. What are what is in everyone's soul contract? What are the past life um, relationships and what is the past life karma? that is left over, that is still affecting the situation? And what are the potential future timelines? So I can really take someone and just from a place of detachedness, and I'm really, really good at being detached when I work with with someone, which is a lot of times I get healers coming to me because like 25% of my clients at least are healers themselves. And they'll tell me about how they get drained or how they they, um, take on clients' stuff. Mm-hmm. I never do. I never do because I'm very good at staying detached and just looking at things from a bird's eye view. And that's the Andromeda aspect of me. And then I discovered, speaking of bird's eye view, I discovered there's a blue avian aspect of me as well. And the blue avians are these beautiful, beautiful beings with large, large wings and these big uh, beaks. And they're, there's uh, depictions of them in Egyptian hieroglyphics right Mm -hmm. yeah and they were very clearly around in the time of ancient Egypt. and i discovered this obsession i've always had this obsession with birds and also with airplanes i love watching airplanes i love being on an airplane you know when i can i haven't been able to in a while but um yeah i just have had this obsession with flight lo and behold i'm a blue avian as well and then i realized the one other piece to my soul's history was the orion piece and that's where this journey i've, I've had a, a a journey of a lot of ups and downs in my life as many of us light workers have mm-hmm. certainly you have yourself yep. um and also um as an as an orion being as we'll get into you have an inherent memory of destruction
2: mm-hmm.
1: because your planet was destroyed by the draconians what, it may have, either your planet was destroyed or you saw someone else's planet pretty close to yours getting mm-hmm. destroyed and your whole planet was on lockdown because of these damn dr- draconians that were attacking everyone for no reason except for power and for gold and um, you know it's, yeah. it's like, like the Empire in Star Wars and there's this hi- inherent memory of just destruction and there can be this inherent fear of authority and fear of being taken over, fear of that aspect of life, that very Martian, that unfettered greed and that unfettered okay. capitalism, that real Martian, shadow Martian aspect, uh, because you've experienced it in a really horrible way in, in, in a part of your soul's history. So I found that those are the four aspects of, of my, my soul's history. And I do believe that personally, I may be a type three light worker with two souls. Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. But I may have one soul that has one history with some of those and one soul that has another history with the other places that I mentioned, and they're both working through me. But I do my best when we do the Starseed readings. uh, I'm sorry, Starseed journeys. Not only is it the journey, but also what I do is I will look myself and when I do the soul plan readings or when I do the star seat journeys, I'm showing visions. You know, I close my eyes. I'm showing visions. I'll be showing vision of where someone is from in the galaxy or outside the galaxy. And then I'll see different connections, different connections to their lineage. And I could tell someone, for example, maybe, okay. You know, maybe you were, uh, the kind of the most enlightened part of your soul is from the Andromeda galaxy. You came through the gateway next to Lyra. Mm-hmm. There's like a um, kind of a wormhole gateway next to the Lyran star system that is a direct link to the Andromedan galaxy. Because the Andromeda galaxy is the sister galaxy of the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually she, you know, thinking of them in terms of like people, she's one step up from our, from us in spiritual evolution. Mm-hmm. Our our Milky Way galaxy is on a spiral like this, and it keeps going up and up and up in consciousness. And we follow, we're directly behind the Andromeda galaxy. We're following her tail, right? And eventually, of course, science says that we'll actually, once we reach our our next rung on the spiral, we'll actually merge with with her, right? Um, There's actually depictions online. You can see what will happen when the Milky Way and the Andromeda galaxy collide and they become this one big super galaxy, you know, which is super cool. Um, But yeah, since we're following her, Um, There is that direct gateway and many, many beings will come from the Andromeda galaxy to be, not just be here on earth, but to be in different parts of our Milky Way. There's lots of uh, trading that goes back and forth between the Andromeda galaxy and our galaxy. So I can tell someone, for example, the deepest part of your soul came from Andromeda. You came through Lyra. You were a Lyran being, you were a Pleiadian being, but you came most directly from the Pleiades, for example, mm-hmm. or I might tell someone, you know what? I kind of get the sense with you. You might also have two souls, and one soul might come from this place, one soul might come from the other place. So, um, by the end of the the star uh, journeys with me, pretty much 98 percent of people know exactly where they're from, and you know, and it, it's really cool.
0: So there's a there was a quick question when you were talking about yeah. you know your different aspects, um, for example, your your avian aspect, right? So does that mean that when you're saying aspect that you have the avian soul right now or that you have been fully avian before? That's a great
1: question. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and it it the answer is sometimes it's that you you can't like that direct soul that is let's say blue avian or pleiadian
2: mm-hmm. is
1: now you. Sometimes it's that you're Soul, your your I like to call it your starship soul or your most enlightened soul, has already been through a conscious process of evolution, and at one point in that conscious process, let's say play the role of a Pleiadian being, and then later on, if we were to put it in a linear time sense, then went and play the role of a blue avian being. Got it. So it's it it depends. As far as I as as myself, I'm really not. 100% sure. And I haven't been able to have anyone tell me for sure. And it's always hard to read for oneself, I can almost only guess sometimes, but my best guess is that um, my Andromedan, my Andromedan soul self came here to become the Syrian self, and perhaps the Blue Avian self isn't, is a different aspect of either a different soul, or just a different part of of my history, but I feel most connected, most directly connected with the Andromedan aspect and the Syrian aspect. So I believe that's kind of where, mm-hmm. whether it's two souls or one, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I suspect it's two, but- um, uh,
0: And so somebody else is asking, if we were to book privately with you and are not sure of what needs healing and covering, do you suggest based on your psychic ability, what type of session is most beneficial?
1: Oh, um, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it really, I guess it depends on what you're looking for. If you're not sure, I would start with um, doing one of my soul plan readings. What might be perfect for people is the package that we're offering because you get a soul plan reading with myself and then you get the starseed discovery session as well. Um, and then if someone also wanted to do, for example, one of my angel energy healing sessions, one of the, one of the other, I do a lot of stuff. And one of the other things I do is uh, I work with a team of angels to uh, work on people's energy field. And it's very much like, uh, an energetic surgery where it's very specific. We're, we're very specific. It's not like, I mean, Reiki's great. I'm a Reiki master myself, but <laughs> Reiki is just using the symbols and using hand positions. This is very specific where we're working on clearing blockages from the chakras. And these blockages can look like, um, black or green or gray bits of energy can look like kind of black or gray or green gunky gas. It can look like, um, little arrows it can look like uh there can be little like almost like pieces of holographic metal that get stuck and they're all these projections of they're basically holographic projections of what the damage was caused by is how it'll show up and we'll remove those and we'll also remove cords negative energetic cords with other people or negative energetic cords with other astral with dark astral entities and then what we'll do is we'll fill in each chakra with uh, brand new chakra energy. And then we'll also clean up the energy field. The energy field can have hooks in it. You can have discarded entities. You can have other um, portals that are open or other um, negative cords that are going to dark astral beings. You can have little leeches. You can have little arconic uh, Im- implants. You can have other types of holographic implants. So we'll clear out all of that and, you know, get your aura squeaky clean and get your, your aura sealed. So that's great for someone too, who's looking for some, some deep energy healing. Um, but I would have someone start out with, with, I think the package that we're offering would be perfect. And you get the, the 13 webinars along with that as well. Um, and then we can go from there, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a a lot of people who are on this call, um, you know, they're familiar with star seeds, you know, they know that they are a star seed. Most of us know that we're star seeds. Um, I know, for example, I I came from Mintaka, according to you know, one uh, one modality, right? Where where is that? Mintaka, it's in the it's in Orion's belt, but it was destroyed. It no longer exists. Okay,
1: so so you would be considered like an o- Orion star seed. Yeah. Okay, that's very specific, though. I that's actually pretty cool. I haven't heard anyone name like the specific planets of an uh, Orion's <laughs> belt. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs>
0: and, you know, and when I read it, about, you know, it, it, it did make sense. I, you know, I did resonate with it. And then somebody else said I was from Hater, which I don't know where that, where that is, you know, but, but it's like, so let's say we know, right. You know, like what are, where we came from and somebody else said I came directly from the void. Somebody said I came directly from the sun, blah, blah, blah. Right. So all these different things, but how does that knowing that um, help you in your journey right here and now? I'm always like, well. it's Always, but how can we translate that into our yeah. life right now?
1: Yeah. Well, here, um, in, I'll, I'll be honest. In one sense, it doesn't help. <laughs> in one sense, it's just more information to know about yourself, yeah. but it doesn't um, necessarily change anything. And it doesn't necess- it necessarily change a thing. And it doesn't necessarily um, kind of take away the impetus on you to become who you're meant to be in this life, to create your dharma, mm-hmm. right? But in another sense, it does help because it helps you to know what your natural gifts and talents might be. Mm -hmm. For example, and also what your natural um, kind of tendencies that are uh, tendencies for blockages or ways that you self-sabotage yourself might be as well. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, let's say, you know, a Pleiadian being, a a Pleiadian starseed. Pleiadians tend to be the black sheeps in their family. They tend to be very misunderstood. And uh, many Pleiadian starseeds will fall into drug addiction at some point in their life um, or alcohol addiction, not all, but but a many. And unfortunately, many also experience abuse, um, whether it's sexual or physical abuse, especially when they're young. And it's it's a it's it's just a, a kind of a not universal but almost universal part of a Pleiadian starseeds plan on earth at some point is to go through this um process of helping to clear the negative karma from the the shadow masculine because the the Pleiades I'm that too (laughs) okay the Pleiades brings the divine feminine Mm -hmm. to earth Mm -hmm. right it's the Venusian aspect and the Pleiadians you know they're they love their music and they love their art and they love their sex their sexuality they love um, romance and relationships in all ways they love expression but especially artistic expression beauty is very important to them and lo and behold they're very beautiful beings they're ridiculously attractive beings the Pleiadians and they all look like even if they're six or 700 years old, they will look like they're 25 or 28 at the most. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, that's their vibration. They bring that Venusian vibration of beauty and femininity, but in a very positive and inclusive way. So the Pleiadians, they live in communities with one another. They, a lot of them live in polyamorous relationships and they raise their children together as a community. A lot of them will grow um, fruit together because they do eat fruit. Um, a lot of them, it, on the, there are some Pleiadian planets where there's also more like cities and everything works seamlessly. Everyone has sort of a volunteer position. There really isn't money in the Pleiades. They have a volunteer position and everyone just naturally has everything they need as far as you know food, shelter and everything else. And they just do it out of love. And um, there's constant celebrations, constant, you know, celebrations with music and dance and art and and expression and all that. So on this planet, we've had especially, well, really in the whole Kali Yuga, ever since the age of Leo ended, which was 13,000 years ago, we've had, we could say the suppression of the divine feminine on the planet Mm -hmm. by the shadow masculine the shadow patriarchy and the shadow patriarchy is the energy of the Illuminati. It's the energy of the, of, of, like I said, unfettered capitalism Mm -hmm. that has ruled this planet and has suppressed that feminine energy of inclusion and working together. It's divide and conquer, right? It's a, it's a very shadow Martian shadow masculine energy. So a lot of Pleiadian star seeds, part of your role here is to work with that karma personally and ultimately then it'll also be connected to, it, it, this answers the question like, if I'm a starseed, do I also have past lives? And the answer is usually yes, not always. Mm-hmm. But if you are a starseed who has had past lives, there will inevitably be something in your history as a Pleiadian starseed on this planet where you both abused your power and you both were abused by power. And then usually in this lifetime, in your ascension lifetime as a Pleiadian starseed, you will be abused by power in some way, especially by family is the most common theme, um, or by relationships. And then you have to learn to express your divine feminine, whether you're a male or a female Mm -hmm. to express yourself, to, to clear out your throat chakra, to not be afraid anymore of being stepped on or held back. Oh my god, that
0: is like so me. <laughs> it's like I've well, been doing you, that all my life. <laughs> you
1: likely are are also a Pleiadian starseed then, yeah. you know, I would say. Um <laughs> I can do a reading for you later if you would like, but um it's just Yeah, so, funny so because it's,
0: it's like it, it's it, it is so common right now with a lot of people. Like a lot of people who are on these calls with us every every day, you know, every three three times a week, whatever, I can see that they've experienced a lot of that, right? So
2: mm-hmm.
0: so you know, they probably are Plating in a star sea, but just because you're plating in a star does not mean that this is your first life on this planet as a human being I, I it wanna... usually isn't yeah, yeah it
1: actually usually isn't yeah. i found a few rare cases of people who this was their only life on on earth it's rare i i i think out of probably the like 250 or 300 of these i've done over the past couple of years um maybe three people it was their only lifetime on earth and it was a very special mission. It was that they're, um, in all three cases, it was that their, uh, their group of beings just sent them here on almost like a reconnaissance mission. Mm-hmm. And it's more of they're just kind of transmitting back to their home planet what is going on here and what the experience is like. And then of course, when they're they're done here, they'll go right back and it'll be just like a dream. It'll be just like they were asleep and they had a dream. And they'll go back. And they'll be able to tell the stories of what it was like to be a human being here. (laughs) Um, But it's rare. Most people, yes, most people have had many past lives here on Earth, in addition to all the past lives they've had in other places in the galaxy or outside the galaxy. And here's generally how that works. So um, this this is the idea. We'll we'll talk a little bit about the idea of um, fractalization. And so there's what I would call a new soul and an old soul. Okay. You talked about yourself that you feel like you're definitely an old soul. I feel like an old soul myself. I would call any star seed an old soul. And the difference between that and a new soul, so to speak, is a new soul is coming directly from Alcyone, which is at the center of our Milky Way galaxy. Alcyone is one of the Pleiadian seven sisters, one of the seven stars of the Pleiades Mm -hmm. and coming directly from Alcyone to either earth or somewhere else in our solar system, could be Venus, could be Mars, if this was in the past. And um, going through the hierarchy of consciousness from a single photon splitting into two photons and then becoming more and more complex beings, uh, complex beings being plants and animals.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You, we can see on earth, for example, there is quite a, a difference in the complexity of life lessons between let's say an ant which their life lessons really have to do with either like being part of a collective or not being part of a collective. You know, when you're watching a, a trail of ants on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. hopefully you're not putting a magnifying glass on them. You know, we all do that when we were a kid, I'm sure once. And they were like, okay, that wasn't very kind. Let's not do that again. <laughs> right. But um, if you're just watching them, you'll see that um, men, you know, most of them are in this trail and they're all hopping on top of each other. And, you know, Uh, they're just let's get we got to get there go go come on we got to go we got to go we got to go and then there'll be like one that's just like wandering off and like like buddy what are you doing (laughs) like let's go come here and you know maybe for that one it's like a lesson of like into this sparking of individuality or it's like this um lesson of like not following the collective Mm -hmm. it's a very simple lesson then as we go up in the animal kingdom think of that compared to like a house dog like a pet Mm -hmm. very complex life lessons you're talking about love and if you know, let's say the owner passes away grief, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the, the idea of freedom, you know, oh, I, it's fun to run around the neighborhood, but I love my family, should I come home, you know, very complex life lessons, and it goes up, think about a horse, you know, a horse that's serving a human Very, you know, perhaps a racehorse who was, who you know, has this glory, this feeling of glory, and then the abuse, mm-hmm. the abuse afterwards, and the narcissism of the owners, and, so it, it, it's very, and you know, it, even like a cow, like a dairy cow on a farm, right, um, you know, being abused to, to produce milk and then, but I love my humans, why are they doing this to me, you know, that sort of thing. And it's sad, but there's a complexity of life lessons that builds as you go up in the hierarchy of um, the complexity of the brain structure of animals until an, an, an animal which all, all animals have souls until that soul says i'm ready to be a third dimensional human Mm -hmm. and then the soul will start taking on lessons of being a third dimensional human and uh most um souls will have at least one lifetime planned in the paleolithic timelines and none of this is linear none of this Mm -hmm. is necessarily linear you know you know there could be an animal your your dog you know I, i feel like my dog is like he's so empathic he's so emotional he knows when i'm upset he He always knows if I'm coming home, he literally can read my mind if like, if I'm thinking about taking him on a walk, I swear to God, he'll run up to me. (laughs) He's that intuitive, right? Mm -hmm. I swear he's getting ready to become a human next. Like he's done his, his, his uh, journey as a dog, right? But um, you know, that, um, that type of, of hierarchy uh, through the animal kingdom, then eventually becoming a human being and um, it, what, what i was saying is, it's not necessarily linear. So my dog might next lifetime be back in the Paleolithic ages, for mm-hmm. example, just to experience the simplicity of being a human. You know, oh, 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 you know, hunt for food. You know, yeah. you know, that's yeah. it. There's not not much more than hunt, mate, hunt, mate, live, survive, right? Yeah. But then as time goes on, things get more and more complex. And then after the Industrial Revolution. The, the, the themes and the life plans got even more complex. Now, with the second technological revolution that we're having right now, and technology is about to explode on this planet, 10 years from now, we're going to fly in cars. We're going to have all sorts of weird stuff on this planet, right? Yep. Everything, it all gets more and more complex. So a new soul will go through different with levels of complexity in their life plans and also has already done that somewhere else, whether it be in this galaxy or outside the galaxy. So that's the key. So for, for me, perhaps it was that my my, so, my true soul, so to speak, went through this hierarchy of consciousness of being a, one, uh, a single photon to a simple bacterial organism, to being a plant, to, to being different types of animals, and then to being a human-like being perhaps in the Andromedan galaxy. And then from that third dimension, eventually going to an upper third dimensional being like we see in the Lyran planets, then eventually to a fifth dimensional being like we see in the Pleiades or Sirius or Arcturus, then perhaps even higher to perhaps a sixth dimensional being, which is no longer necessarily anchored to the physical. Even fifth dimensional beings aren't necessarily tied completely to the physical. They generally choose to be in the physical, but a six dimensional being can really go right in and out of, of being physical or non-physical. From that place of either the upper third dimension or the, the lower fifth dimension or the upper fifth dimension or the lower sixth dimension, you may have the power at that point to fractalize yourself. What this means is you create, you birth a new piece of yourself. It's like in the Austin Powers movies when, um, you know, Dr. Evil decided to, you know, birth a, a, a mini, mini, me, mini me, a mini Dr. Yeah. Evil, right? Mm-hmm. It, that's what it is. You're, you're creating a new piece of self and you're sending that piece off to experience something else. So that piece of you then goes from Sirius or or Arcturus or Pleiades or or, or Orion's belt to earth, right? Mm -hmm. And becomes the earth's soul. And the earth's soul then plans out all the various lifetimes. And you end up getting stuck in the cycle of reincarnation on earth, inevitably, Mm -hmm. unless you're one of the rare beings I said that comes here for one time and goes back. The reason that you get stuck in the cycle of reincarnation is because it's the resonant frequency of the frequency where it, our third dimensional frequency resonates with artificial reincarnation. What I mean by artificial reincarnation is there's an artificial energy field, a, um, a protective cage, so to speak, that has been placed around our planet by the draconian consciousness. Um, they created the, the gray aliens to assist in keeping that in place. And it means that souls constantly have to recycle in and out of lifetime so inevitably what happens is you go into a lifetime you have a life plan inevitably you will sometimes deviate from that life plan and sometimes even the life plan will have you in positions where inevitably you might act out against the law of love or the law of one you might do something to hurt yourself to hurt or to hurt another Um, especially when the environment is created our planet has a history of just poverty yeah. You know, serfs, serfs versus monarchs, right? And really, we're, we're just a modern day serfdom even now. I mean, look at the income disparity on the planet between the 0.1% and the 99.9%. It's insane, right? And because of that, inevitably, there's going to be, um, and because of disease and because of the shortness of the lifespan, because of the DNA that has been turned off, you know, most of our DNA strands were, were suppressed, turned off. By the draconian consciousness that created us. So, because of that, inevitably you'll end up acting out of love. You'll create karma, and then you go back, and then you have to plan a life plan to unravel that karma. Usually, you have to first re experience it. Then you'll have the choice points of whether you act the same or act differently. And when you finally act differently, you choose higher vibrations of love, compassion, forgiveness for yourself and others, then you you pass the gates of the life lesson and that karma gets dissolved. But inevitably, you just get stuck in the cycle of karma. And until you reach where we're at right now in our ascension lifetimes, most of us on this call are in our ascension lifetimes. And in this ascension lifetime, you have the opportunity to get out of that loop of mm-hmm. karma and to step into your Dharma, as the Hindus say, mm-hmm. to step into your service work, into your enlightenment. And then after that, you're free to come back as a Boda Vista. You're free to come back and plan your, your life free of karma, which is an amazing thing. And then eventually some of us will choose to merge back with our starseed soul. And some of us will choose to live here on the new earth for thousands and thousands of years to come. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's the new soul versus the old soul. Now, what's interesting is that, you know, so many star seeds are just waking up, waking up, waking up every day. It's, it's happening in waves, right? And it's like the hundredth monkey syndrome, you know, with consciousness in general, the more people wake up, the more people, you know, that you don't even know on mm-hmm. the other side of the world start to wake up as well. And there are so many star seeds that are here and have been here in the karmic loop of life on earth for thousands and thousands of years that are gonna wake up over the next 10, 20, 30 years and beyond. And I do believe that there's far more star seeds on this planet than we think. Yeah. I honestly believe it's it's upwards, perhaps close to 45% of the planet, I do believe is star, which means it's in the billions. Mm-hmm. It's just that of those billions, probably 95% or more have not woken up yet. So That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I could be right. This, these are all just, this is a compilation of my own theories based on, as I said, that Andromedan, uh, you know, ability of mine to see things from a, a bird's eye view, maybe the Blavian, you know, part of me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, channeled books. There's a great book that has a lot of wonderful information called Expansion for Ascending Consciousness by uh, Todd R. Deviney. And there's two books in the series now. And it's just, it's a real slow read because it's absolutely mind-blowing. You, you, you're reading and it's like, what did I just read? I, it, you know, but it's amazing. And I recommend everyone look into that book if you're really interested in knowing like the quantum physics of how this all works. Because when, you're, you're, when that part of you fractalizes and sends that piece here, if you're coming from the upper third or the lower fifth or the high upper fifth or the sixth dimension, you have to downstep in vibration. And yeah. there's a certain process to that but you still keep your toroidal field with you. And your toroidal field is connected with the toroidal field of your starseed soul, who's also simultaneously living their physical lifetimes somewhere else. And you have inherent, you inherently have the memories and the skills that they have. It's just that some will develop only at certain times. So for a lot of us, um, starseeds have also had lifetimes in Lemuria and Atlantis, because you know those were the times when we were able to express our higher psychic skills and our higher energy healing skills, right? Um, Where we kind of then in the Kali Yuga, which is a time between the end of the age of Leo and now, most of us were living kind of unawakened, asleep lives again, right? Until this time, because of where our solar system is at, getting very close to the photon belt now, that energy, those gamma rays that are flowing in from the center of the galaxy is awakening the dormant DNA. And it's it's like a switch that starts to get turned on, right? I remember one day I was here and this was like in 2012. And I just, I saw 11, 11 no, I saw 12, 12 on the clock. And I just felt this like switch go off inside me. I'm like, what was that? And I knew that was another awakening point. That was, that was a couple of years after the experience I talked about. But I was like, whoa, that something's different now. And again, again it just deepened the journey for me. So there'll be these points of activation, you know?
0: And they're happening all the time. You know, I mean, we all talk about numbers here all the time. 11, 11, 12, 12, 333, right, right. 444, right? So we we do experience them from time to time. But, are, but I always, you know, when, when I see, you know, double numbers like that, I always come, come back to center and say, okay, what am I thinking? You know, where am I at in this moment? Am I in my head? Am I in my emotions? Am I in my body? Like, where am I? And it brings me back to present time, right? So that, you know... Because a lot of times I could be in my head and thinking my God knows what, <laughs> you know, nothing important. Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
1: believe me, my head's sometimes somewhere else. Oh yeah. I, I resonate with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about Starseed missions?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Let's talk, yeah. let's talk about missions. Um, so and how uh, we for, can
0: find out what our mission is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the best way to find out really, well, in my opinion, is to just do the Starseed journey with me, because, you know, when, when we go to your home planet, not only are you Going there is like a, it's almost like a tour and you're like going to see, oh, here's this cathedral here and there's the oceans with the dolphins, you know, if you're on Sirius or whatever, if you're on the Arcturian planet, oh, look at these amazing cities with incredible architecture. And then you might see like your home base, like where you would actually sleep and live and eat. If you are an alien that eats, some of us, some aliens don't eat, some do. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, you'll, you'll be connecting directly and like sitting with your guides um, and so the guides will be generally beings that, you know, very closely there on that planet. Um, and you get to ask questions like, what is my mission? Like, why did I come to earth? What did I really mean to bring through? What is the like highest possible thing that I can bring through in this lifetime here on earth? Um, but missions, I, I look at it in a couple of different ways. Some are here on like, kind of just a reconnaissance mission, as I said, um, even those, even those of us that have had A lot of past lives on earth and it varies some of us have had eight ten past lives on earth some of us have had nine hundred a thousand more it really varies right and um there may be an aspect to uh pre-planning from the perspective of the starseed self like all right i'm gonna go here and just dive in head first and do the whole karmic loop and get stuck until i feel like i get i can get out and if it takes a thousand lifetimes it takes a thousand lifetimes to say cuz you know from the, pers- the the timing is completely irrelevant <laughs> um the this none of this is conducted via linear time but um some might say you know what i i just want to have a quick experience here we're just going to make sure that we limit it to a couple pass to a couple lives and then we get out um but it, part of it can be just reconnaissance like y- you're species of extraterrestrial wanting to directly know what's going on through here um one aspect of the mission is also just the fact that by being here you are growing the toroidal field of yourself and of your starseed self Um, meaning you are adding to the wealth of experience Mm -hmm. and the wealth of experience especially with life lessons And the the life lessons, the karmic lessons that you inevitably end up working through here on Earth are inherently, in a way, more difficult than what you'll find in the upper dimensions because there's so many things in this third dimension that you won't find in the upper dimensions, things like disease, very short lifespans, war, um, genetic genetic modification of our food and of us, literally, Mm -hmm. right? You know, capitalism, um, just... Stuff you won't find in other places, the, the vast diversity of beings that are here, you know, of, of, of plants, of animals, of, of how people on our planet look very different, which uh, in a lot of other places, it's not like that. A lot of other places, everyone kind of looks the same, dresses the same. Here, everyone looks different, you know, different heights, different uh, skin colors. We wear different things. We have different cultural, um, you know, traditions, and it's beautiful. And that diversity is something that is somewhat unique to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in its its scope. So part of it is that because the lessons here end up being so difficult, it just adds to the experience of your starseed self and your starseed self grows because of it. And your starseed self becomes wiser and, it, and is able to ascend further in the dimensions, right? Because of your experience here through you. That's one aspect of, of it. Another aspect of it is asking the question like, okay, me as the person, me, Matthew, as a person, why am I here? And what does my star self want me to create while I'm here? And that's another question. Yeah. And for that, you want to look to, um, what do you feel like are your inherent talents, tendencies, um, things that you're really good at that end up helping others because that goes into, um, the idea of service. And, and I always say the highest aspect of the fifth dimension, or even the upper third dimension is not like, it's not bliss, it, it's service, it's it's service just out of love, service from your heart, service out of a desire to serve, mm-hmm. because we understand that interconnectedness of all of us, regardless of what we look like, regardless of where we might be from in the stars, or whether we're a new soul or soul, an old soul, we're all interconnected, and we're all one, and because of that, um, we want to naturally as we start to ascend we have that desire to be of service that comes out it really comes out of the heart and we start to look at okay what do i kind of naturally seem like i'm good at how do people ask me to serve them right
0: so can i just stop you for there for one second yeah i just want to say because so it turns out i'm really good at you know interviewing people and doing shows you know i'm i'm actually really good but back in before that 2013, when I first started before that, I was very shy. I could not speak. I used to stutter when I was younger, you know? So, and I was always a wallflower. I was always like, I was never involved in like in the center of anything, you know? And so I was always like hiding, you know? And so when I decided to do this, tell us, I remember even the first couple of shows, maybe the first season, I was very stilted, right? But then after that, you know, after I like, like, okay, I I I I know what I'm doing. It's, it's fine. I'm just going to be myself. Then you know it it took on you know uh, an energy of its own. You know, so I didn't know that this was a gift <laughs> until after I started doing it. Right after, and then people started telling me, "You're so good at this." I was like, "Really? Okay, cool." You know, and I started just being myself and enjoying it. But before that. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I obviously was guided to do this by, by my guys, right? And the angels and, and my guides, but because I mean, but I've always wanted to share and I've always wanted to serve and I've always wanted to, you know, do more, et cetera, but I never thought I'd be doing this. You know, like if you asked me 10 years ago, I never, Oh thought my I'd God. Be doing I, this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I res, I resonate with that completely in my own life. I never, ever thought I would be doing what I'm doing in a million years my interests um 10 years ago were sports I mean I was starting to awaken 10 years ago but and my I still love sports uh, but my my two biggest interests were sports and entertainment
0: mm.
1: you know I I wanted to either <laughs> I don't um, want to
0: laugh but I'm just like yeah okay
1: <laughs> yeah I I either wanted to be uh you know I was a pretty good referee for a couple of sports I wanted to either be a professional referee or I just wanted to be a stand-up comic or I wanted to <laughs> be on TV, be <laughs> on radio, be uh, be an actor. And like, I, that was my interest. My interest was, you know, I'm, I'm a Leo rising. So naturally, like, I just yeah. like to entertain and perform and be funny when I can be. Um, <laughs> but I remember one night I uh, was doing this ritual, I, I read in a book like how to do like a tea leaf reading, and I'd never done one before. And it was a specific tea leaf reading for to find out like what is your um mission in life and i was like for sure all right i'm gonna get entertainer and then i got healer i'm like what <laughs> i'm like what,
2: uh, what? That's funny. yeah
1: right and yeah. i was like okay like i was like i don't want to be a doctor what does that mean i you know but I mean, man, you know, just fast forward and, and things change. So I resonate with that completely. And in the context of what we were just talking about,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what I would say is that your inherent gift, they, it's whatever your inherent gifts that start to come out. Once you start awakening, that's the real key.
2: Got it. That's yeah.
1: the real key. Yeah. So once your vibration, once you are are starting to move more through your karmic lessons and while we're awakening, we're, we're always still moving through karmic lessons, but the karmic lessons you may go through a period and like for example for a lot of us like the first part of our life where once we kind of get through a certain number of those then like the awakening um, uh, switches start to go off and we start to then new aspects of us new aspects of our personality new talents new gifts start to come out and from there you'd be like oh, okay this is probably coming from my star seed self and this is kind of what I'm meant to really run with.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Because we, if we fast forward, like, let's fast forward, like, um, 10, 20 years in our, our our planet's evolution here, by that time, just based on the law of exponentiality, the number of awakened beings on this planet is going to be a huge number. You know, if if we're at, I don't know, 4% now, 3%, 2%, I don't know what it is maybe in 10 years, we'll be at 40%, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or a huge number like that. And at that point, so many people are going to be much more tuned into that heart energy of service to other and service to the whole, understanding the interconnectedness, understanding that it's not about taking, taking, taking from others and taking, 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 and just surviving. It's about contributing Mm -hmm. so we can all not just survive, but thrive together. And at that point, so many star seeds that have awakened will be doing their natural uh, mission, their natural gifts for a lot of us. You know, a lot of us, it's as psychics and healers, and that's Mm -hmm. very needed. And, you know, people's health is likely, are likely to, well, is likely to go downhill even more than it is now. I mean, you know, first of all, this virus took, um, a big chunk out of a lot of people's um immunity and a lot of people's uh vitality because mm-hmm. it was a nasty virus it was created in a lab and it was nasty you know um and also this 5g you know mm-hmm. that's spreading across the planet is going to take a big chunk out of people's immunity you know and the the food continues to get worse and worse and the chemtrails you know are still there and like because of all this together you know, people's health is, are, are, is going to continue to suffer and, and more, more healers are needed. Not only that is like, as the awakening happens more faster and faster. And uh, the hundredth monkey syndrome, you know, what happened when you, when you first went through your awakening, all of a sudden you start becoming interested in healing childhood wounds. Mm-hmm. You start becoming interested in healing all the stuff that you avoided your yeah. whole life. Yeah. Right. And so because of that, yeah, yeah, and because of that, and we're still working on it. And because of that, you know, it's really helpful to work with others. And naturally we're like, oh, wow, past life regression. I want to do that. Energy healing, chiropractic, acupuncture, like I want to try all this stuff. So that's why, so so many of us are healers and that's a part of our mission as a star seed on this planet. And a lot of us are reflecting some of the same stuff that we already had done in Lemurian or Atlantean times. And we're doing it again now. But um, for others, it's something different. It's it's, a sustainable agriculture. It's it's creating, you know, new forms of energy. It's creating, um, it's politics. Some star seeds are in politics, right? You know, how can we change things for the better in politics? Some uh, star seeds are in academia, you know? Um, How can we better teach the younger generations? Research, you know, medical research, scientific research, you know, um, math, like there's star seeds in every part of life, doctors, yes. nurses, you yes. know? So because of that, people will naturally have different roles and you'll naturally eventually fall into what your role is like a puzzle piece. And those puzzle pieces start to all work together and fast forward 20, 30 years from now, we're living on a much more awakened planet than we are right now. And all of the negative things that we're seeing out there some might still be there, but things might be a little bit better, you know, and fast forward 80 or 100 years, we might be living on a totally different planet, just something we can't even imagine right now. You know, the tech, the level of technology, and also just the level of peace and everyone working together, and just the availability of unlimited resources like energy and food. Um, At least that's my hope. And that's what I see, you know, for the planet. So I hope that answers the question.
0: Yeah, awesome. And so, what about obstacles? So, being a, a star seed, being you know, going through awakening, going through ascension, we've all experienced a lot of obstacles, a lot of right. bumps in the road, you know. And it's and it's not just always about you know healing the childhood wounds. Sometimes stuff comes up, and it's like, what? You know, it's like I don't like. Why is this not working? Why am I still struggling with this? Why can I not move forward on this? You know, why, why, why? You know, so um, there are sometimes obstacles in our path and yes i you know i I get the whole lesson thing but sometimes it doesn't feel like it's a lesson it's like what the heck there's a wall there yeah i
1: know sometimes it feels like it's just abuse yeah sometimes it feels like the universe is abusing you i understand i completely understand i have a lot of frustrating stuff in my own life i understand completely um but whatever most frustrates you and whatever is just constantly there and will not leave you alone it's always there it's an issue you're constantly trying to heal it or solve it it's inevitably the biggest gift that has been put in your life plan in order for you to become who you need to be so for me if 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 it wasn't for this journey of neurological issues i wouldn't be here Mm
2: -hmm.
1: i mean i'd be here but i wouldn't be who who i am in the work i'm doing today yeah you know yeah. Um, and everyone, for everyone, that's different for some people, it's drug or alcohol addiction for some people, it's poverty for some people. It's having people die around them. Sadly, you know, family members are passing away, you know, um, for some people, <coughs> <it's>,
2: oh. <Oops>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, for some people, you know, it's, uh, it, it's health issues for some people. It's, um, you know, maybe a, a relationship that, that is constantly, Um, going through troubles and whatever it is it is inevitably the biggest gift that is assisting your awakening and when it is still there it means that you're just not done learning yet that's what it means and it means that there's new approaches that need to be undertaken new approaches
0: so is that something Um, that you you would find and address in um in either the starseed discovery journey or the soul plan journey?
1: Yeah, both. Um, the soul plan journey, the soul plan reading more, um, the focus on that is more about what are your karmic lessons? What's in your life plan? Um, almost if your life plan was like a, a contract, you know,
2: mm-hmm. what's
1: in it? Um, what are in your soul contracts with people? Um, and what is the, you know, the, the what are the past life experiences that the energy was is still unsettled? The energy is still... Uh, forming as basically like holes or, or a piece of your to- toroidal field that are un unhealed, um, mm-hmm. that are in there. So your, um, your unhealed karma and your unhealed stuff from past lives will almost inevitably get replayed early in life in some way in childhood and in your uh, teenage years. And, um, it, the, the parents that you choose, uh, the, mm-hmm family members that are around you, maybe your close friends or teachers growing up, those characters that your soul chooses will inevitably reflect back to you whatever you need them to be in order for you to replay these aspects of unhealed karma that come from past lives. And these are stored in the backs of your chakras. So the backs of your chakras are where the stuff from past life is stored. Past lives are stored. The front of your chakra is where the current life stuff is, right? Okay. And then also in your toroidal field there will be deficiencies in in energy that come from those past life uh, stuff. I saw I saw it popped up. Someone said, "What is a toroidal field?" Toroidal field is essentially um, your it's it's a it's a natural field of energy that all beings um, have, and it's it's I would describe it as your own akashic records in energetic form, and it's it's always there. it it, it never goes away, and it's your life force energy, but it also contains all of the um, information and all of the stuff from who you have been, who you will be, who you're meant to be. And that creates into your experience. So um, for more information on that, again, I would refer people to this incredible book called Expansion for Ascending Consciousness by a Todd R. Deviney. And it's just incredible.
0: sorry i just wanted to write that in oh no, good in the chat. I, I,
1: i've never met the guy but we're selling books for him so i'm, <laughs> I'm thrilled
0: <laughs> why not somebody was asking me about about the book and if you wrote it, it's like no not you somebody else but i couldn't remember the name of the book so i'm glad you oh, mentioned oh, it again. Man.
1: yeah it, it's it's chat it's completely channeled and it's like when you start reading it again you got to take a lot of breaks you'd be like whoa what the heck did he just say
0: yeah uh, uh, it's it's, I mean, it's, it's- you Know some of the stuff that you said earlier on when you're talking about the fractalization, was like, Man, yeah, I was like, What? Yeah, I know, I, I know,
1: like, and I've, and never, I I've to... never heard that
0: before. So I, like, ah.
1: I know, and I'm from New York and I speak very quickly, and sometimes I you know, I don't know that, that part's I okay. People's head. <laughs> no, that's
0: okay. Um, all right, I just want, so I just wanted to check in with you how you're doing because I know you're you have like, Oh, no, I'm, I'm good,
1: I'm good, I'm good. All right, yeah.
0: cool, cool, just but we can
1: don't don't worry, we, we, we can go all the way up to hour 52 hours, it'll be fine. <laughs>
0: No, in the email I said at the most, you know, because people were going beyond that, and I was like, "I oh. can't do, I can't do more." All right, whatever, yeah, asked. whatever you
1: want to do, I, I'm, I'm game. <laughs> um, so, what, what we can do, um, you know, again, I, I think we should do some some readings towards the end, but mm-hmm. um, what we can do is uh, talk about some some of the starseed races, some of the common extraterrestrial races.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: So the Pleiadians we talked about a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The Pleiadians. Uh, They all tend to be about, and actually I'm going to just stand up here to just give my uh, my tailbone a little, little, uh, break here. Um, so, uh, we talked about the Pleiadians and, uh, they tend to be, you know, very tall, very beautiful, mostly blonde haired, blue, blue eyed, but there can also be silver haired Pleiadians. Um, there can also be white. (laughs) Yeah, like you you do look just like one, um, there can be white haired Pleiadians as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, they again the, that divine feminine um, vibration working together in communities. They they're not all polyamorous, but it's one of the, the most common ways that they interact with one another is to share these family groups where it, you know it might be three females and, and two males for example raising seven children together, or just children are kind of pooled and raised by the community. And it's interesting because on this planet, you know, especially in the West, uh, we are seeing. More and more of these polyamorous uh, um, relationships come up, and you know it, it's a matter of preference for people. It's not something that I would prefer, but uh, it's it's a beautiful um, reminder of the way that the Pleiadian influence is manifesting on our planet. You know, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of breaking down the old norms of you know one man one woman. Pleiade also um, there can be homosexual. There are homosexual Pleiadian relationships as well. Mm-hmm. They're they're very into exploring all of that, different aspects of, of sexuality and different aspects of masculine and feminine. Um, the, so that's the Pleiadians. The Syrians are blue people. Um, they're generally, I find them to be about six feet tall. Uh, they generally have no hair, though some can have uh, some white hair. Um, they generally have kind of bigger eyes and they tend to wear uniforms the Pleiadians tend to wear uniforms as well what's interesting is that you know one of the cool things about earth is like fashion I've never been into fashion I've never been fashionable I just kind (laughs) of wear whatever but a lot of people on this planet are really into fashion which is great
2: Mm -hmm. and it's
1: not something that's very common on other places because in these higher dimensions it more becomes about um unity group unity not out of obligation but out of desire and here on earth it's all about individual expression which is wonderful and it's one of the other reasons why you know souls will love to come down and and be here Mm -hmm. to experience that but yeah for example the pleiadians they wear uniforms assyrians they tend to wear uniforms as well except when they have social gatherings assyrians will tend to have like um especially social gatherings where they will sit and watch um, a dramatic um, uh, play or a a comedic play. Um, And a lot of the children or the young adults in the community will take part in this. They really love comedy, they love acting, they love um, playing jokes on one another. They're very, very funny people, the Syrians, very, very funny. Um, and they also will um have like these big potlucks. They don't need to eat. The Pleiadians tend to eat fruit, they tend to eat daily. Um, they they don't eat animals. The Syrians will tend to not eat really, except for when they have these big community potlucks like once a week, mm-hmm. and they'll really indulge in not only just fruits but also breads. Um, so those are the Syrians. Some pla- some planets in the Syrian star system are. Um, land planets with water. and in the water there will be, you know, dolphins and whales. The dolphins and whales on our planet really are Syrian beings that instead of seeding themselves as humans, have seated themselves as dolphins and whales. and it helps to hold that Syrian vibration in place on the planet. And um, some Syrian planets are almost completely water, almost completely water. Uh, just yesterday or the day, I don't remember time real well, but just yesterday or the day before, uh, I was doing a starseed session with someone and they went to a Syrian planet with water and they lived in these glass pods. And she wasn't the only one. I've had others that have gone to a a part of the Syrian system where it's a water planet with these glass pods. And they're basically like mermaid and
2: mermen
1: that we saw in Lemurian times. And they swim between the glass pods. Inside the glass pods, there's air. Mm-hmm. They can either breathe air or breathe water. It's just whatever their preference is. Inside the glass pods, there's a bed. You know, there's a bed. There's they eat algae. Um, there's whatever else they need. And they sometimes they can go up to the surface um, for some things, but mostly they stay underwater. So, um, and there's Series A and Series B. Mm-hmm. Series A um, is the more uh, ascended aspect of of Sirius where all it's also the larger star. Um, Sirius A is the the brightest star in our sky Mm -hmm. and you can find it usually up here where I am in in the US, you can find it in the winter. Um, I think now we're getting towards spring, you can still see it though at night. And uh, the uh, Sirius B is a smaller star, but not all planets around that star have reached the fifth-dimensional frequency where it's just service to other.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's still service to self-civilizations that are around Sirius B, somewhat similar to Earth, but perhaps at a slightly higher vibration where their ascension hasn't completely taken place yet. Um, let's see, Pleiadian, Syrians, Arcturians. Arcturians are. They have a, so for me, the Pleiadians, I see them having like um, a pink rosy vibration, the Syrians, a blue vibration, the Arcturians, a violet vibration. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a higher frequency than Sirius. It is more fine in frequency. It is still physical, but the Arcturians do have the ability to go in and out of physicality if they need to the pleiadians can as well and the syrians can as well the pleiadians and syrians generally choose to stay in physicality
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the arcturians will kind of go in and out and the arcturians their number one thing is geometry it's geometry and math and what they do is they build these they build these incredibly intricate intricate cities these light cities where um the the Architecture and the city planning is absolutely perfect to geometrical patterns, and it's it's all very mathematically planned out. Mm-hmm. And that's their big contribution to the Milky Way is high high levels of science and math. And Arcturian star seeds on our planet tend to be really really cerebral. They really like to think of terms of, in terms of um, uh, geometry, math and science. And, you know, these are our architects, these are our mathematicians, our scientists, our astronauts, um, you know, anything that really requires a high level of understanding of the very logic, left-brained masculine. Yeah, um, I'm
0: definitely uh, not Arcturian.
1: <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um, I,
0: if when I look I at get, it that way, I definitely, <laughs> definitely not.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, when, it, when I get Arcturians on the phone with me, there's just there's a different way that they communicate and you really, they love just thinking of things very linearly and logically. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a beautiful gift where the Pleiadians and the Syrians like the Syrian, Sirius is water. Sirius is water, you know, Um, where um, Arcturus is more like, uh, like the, you know, pentacles in, Mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, Sirius is the cups um, Arcturus is the pentacles. It's um, it's very rigid, Um, but that rigidity has such a gift to the galaxy
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the universe because it is set such a high level. And they all work together as one collective seamlessly, absolutely seamlessly. And they're much shorter, they're much shorter than um, the Pleiadians, or I'm sorry, than the Syrians or the uh, Pleiadians. Um, we also have the blue avians as we've talked about are very, very high dimensional. Um, I I believe they operate, um, from more of a six dimensional frequency where they can go in and out of, of physicality upper 5d lower 60 they're huge huge beings Um, and blue avian starseeds tend to be really interested in birds and flight and um, uh, looking at things from a bird's eye view like I said mm-hmm. the andromedans so what's interesting is when we talk about people being um, andromedan starseeds the question is all right what does that mean, and where are you from in the Andromeda Galaxy? Because really, all it means is that you're from somewhere in the Andromeda Galaxy. The Andromeda Galaxy, science I think says has a trillion stars. It's an insane number, right, of stars. Right. Um, and because of that, it's there's just a vast array of different types of being at different levels of consciousness and at different levels of the dimensional hierarchy in the Andromeda Galaxy. But many Andromeda beings that end up here appear as blue beings, um, somewhat similar to Syrians but shorter. And a lot of them are blue beings, but they tend to go in and out of um, physicality. Like I've seen a lot of Andromedan clients, I see them sitting in some sort of like pod, where they're kind of like controlling some other realities, like Andromedans may not only be kind of living through you, but they may be creating these little pockets of reality um, because it's at such a high dimension and because it's not necessarily very physical. But yeah, the issue with Andromedans is it it can just vary widely depending on where you're from. I've seen some people from the far end of the galaxy, the Andromeda galaxy, some people that are a bit closer. Um, And like out of the probably like at least 30 clients that have gone to the Andromeda galaxy in, in their starseed session, it there's, it's pretty different. There's a vast array of, uh, of images and of the way they experience it. Some there's their cities, some it's just this very etheric
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, experience. And then some there's water. It, it, it's different. It's just because it's a huge galaxy. The Lyrons. The Lyrans are, um, they're the lowest, they're the closest uh, dimension, them along with the Orion mm-hmm. uh, beings, they're the closest dimension to us here on earth. I, I, I see them as being upper third dimensional, which is kind of, I actually see, everyone talks about going to 5D. I see first, we kind of get got to get to the upper reaches of 3D, mm-hmm. which is different than what we've been experiencing on this planet for thousands of years. It's met a much higher vibration. And this is where the the Lyran beings and the Orion beings are at. Uh, Some Lyran beings uh, have the cat or lion heads, Mm -hmm. right? And some don't. Some actually look very much like humans. Uh, Some, they actually, uh, out of all the races, the starseed races, they might have the most diversity in how they look. Some will be darker skinned. Some will be lighter skinned. Um, Some will have silver hair. Some will have darker hair. Um, It really, really varies. But the Lyrans are really good at physicality. And they love um, experiencing even some of the Martian things like sports. Um, They love cooking. They love um, music and art and entertainment. They love, um, you know, experiencing like uh, having communal kind of like the Syrians do having the potlucks, having community events where there's games and there's different things um lyron starseeds tend to be really really drawn to just experiencing the physicality of life to the absolute fullest mm-hmm. experiencing every different type of food on the planet experiencing going to every country on the planet experiencing you know all sorts of different relationships just experiencing um and they they experience their spirituality through physicality the star starseeds do orion starseeds coming from orion's belts will also because they are coming from a vibration that's very a a dimension very close to us on earth they will also really enjoy experiencing things mainly through physicality and they also carry that karmic pattern generally of depression of um you know sadness of apathy um some orion starseeds can be at risk for suicide um they can perhaps bring someone into their life plan like a parent who is very depressed or is an alcoholic or something like that um orion starseeds tend to bring this depth of um the darkness of life Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know and and it's not it's not necessarily something that it's definitely something you would never consciously desire it's like oh yeah I'm so glad that my starseed planet is from Orion's belt and I get to bring depression into the. But it's part of the way, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. it's
1: part of the contribution to the karmic healing of the planet. This is their <laughs> contribution, right? This is our, and, and I, I'm an Orion being myself. So yeah. part of our contribution is experiencing the depths of that darkness of depression, right? Mm-hmm. And perhaps of addiction.
2: Mm-hmm. and oh, no, healing no, no, no. from that
1: and contributing that to the whole contributing that to the field mm-hmm. and in that sense we're also contributing to healing you know because everything is quantum back through time our star see itself's history of experiencing the orion wars Uh huh. yeah where, mm-hmm. as we talked about you know either your planet was destroyed or the planet right next door to you was destroyed yeah. or your whole planet was on lockdown and you were living in fear of these draconian beings and a lot of some orion starseeds that i've worked with um with these starseed sessions um we've actually seen them being uh as like officers on ships who are actually helping to defend the planets from um the draconian beings
0: oh i just got ch- chills all so over that we could be that. you
1: yeah so there's that yeah. aspect of there's that martian aspect of war mm-hmm. and competitiveness so that's why so our, uh, orion beings can also really like sports like I do they can really like competition you know and to me there's there's a you know I know sports isn't the most uh talked about thing in the spiritual community but it's something that I love and I will always love and I love the idea of compet- of healthy competition I-, I love it you know then perhaps that comes from my Orion aspect.
0: Um, and then that's the thing. I was laughing because my husband would always tease me because I was I'd be competitive about everything. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, The littlest yeah. thing, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, that's why that, I'm that, just competitive.
1: <laughs> absolutely that that's super super common for um, for Orion beings. We've got the mantis extraterrestrials. Um, the mantis beings are there are these big green cricket looking beings, basically a giant nine foot tall praying mantis. Mm-hmm. That's what the mantis extraterrestrial is, right? Um, and some of them are star seeds here on Earth. And the mantis beings they live in they live in very simple simple abodes, and they can go in and out of physicality. They generally don't really eat, and they kind of live in this eternal presence. And what they do is they produce music. They produce music for the galaxy. They they send this music out in tones. There are these eighth dimensional tones that go out to all reaches of the galaxy and help to precipitate healing, and they can direct those healing tones specifically to Earth or specifically to another planet in our galaxy. And mantis uh, star seeds—the number one kind of common marker of a mantis star seed is that they never felt comfortable in their body. And I know most star seeds never really felt comfortable in our body, but mm-hmm. a mantis. Uh, star Starseed, you really never felt comfortable. You always thought like you were going to come out of your skin or you were about to turn into a, a, a cricket or a praying mantis, like almost literally, you know, you, you never felt like you were here. Most mantis ETs have a huge throat chakra blockage and also a, a sacral chakra blockage because coming into the density of a human body And, um, there's kind of a natural inclination from a mantis ET, uh, to not really like their body or to judge their body, um, or to just not feel comfortable or to want to just not be around other people, maybe not want to be around good looking you know, really good looking or popular people, you know, especially in school, um, that, uh, it, once they start to really embrace their human body, once they start to really. Embrace um, their how unique and different they are, then that can really unblock the throat block, the throat chakra blockage, and unblock the sacral chakra blockage and um, help them to step into their higher starseed mission as a human on Earth. Um, Almost done the vegan extraterrestrial starseeds. The vegans, we we find them looking kind of like uh, Pleiadians in a way, but a little bit different. They dress differently. they're not as tall <clears throat> from what we found. Um, vegan extraterrestrial star seeds uh, tend to have very unique ways of expressing their personalities. Um, they can tend to be impulsive or not really like finish what they've started and jump from one thing to another. They're highly creative and, and highly energetic. Um, they have a lot of energy to them. And they tend to be very, very independent. Um, their planet, at least when, when I've had clients go to the vegan planets, um, they look a lot of a lot like the Pleiades, where it's just filled with incredible um flora and fauna and water and waterfalls, and just it's really aesthetically beautiful, right? Um, and they they can look a little different. Some of them can actually have kind of cat-like ears as well, which are a little different than the Pleiadian ears um, what we found was the being, um, the vegan being that one of my clients became only had three fingers and a thumb. So they do look a little bit different. Um, I believe the Pleiadians have five fingers like we do. Um, the Esasani, which for those of you who are familiar with Bashar,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um, you know about the Esasani, um, and they supposedly, at least according to Bashar, and honestly, in any of the, I think I've only had two clients go to, um, planets, but we haven't found it to be anything contradictory to anything he's channeled through. Um, he says that they're in, they're in our galaxy, but operating in different frequency um, where it can't be seen. It's an invisible planet. I, I'm i not sure, but I do at this point believe that to be probably true. Um, they like to come in, in saucers, flying saucers interdimensionally, and they'll kind of visit Earth. Um, they have these crystalline cities, crystalline towers, kind of like this uh, on Sirius, the Syrian planets that have cities, everything is crystal, Mm -hmm. everything is crystal. And that's another like um, main sign of of Syrian star seeds, being obsessed with, especially quartz. And I'm totally (laughs) obsessed with quartz, I've been everywhere. Um, There you go, yeah. Um, They're everywhere. But, and kind of naturally um, having this gift of working with crystals to Mm -hmm. heal. Mm Um, and it's kind of similar to that on the Esasani planets, which we found, just everything is crystal and there's different sorts of animals. Um, but yeah, only a couple of clients have went there, so I don't have a whole lot of research about the Esasani. The Yayel, same thing, I don't have a whole lot of research, research on that, only one client went there. But the Yael are supposedly supposed to be the, um, the beings that are, have been imbued by the Galactic Federation with the responsibility of making official first contact with um, with us and it'll likely be in the United States and it will likely be I do believe within the next 10 years amazingly right wow Um, but it will be the Yael are responsible for the phoenix lights of uh, I think it was 2002 or 2003 you can go on YouTube and type in the phoenix lights maybe 98 it was around the, the turn of the millennium um, and there was an unmistakable UFO show, you know, flying in wing and the military didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all over the news. Many people videoed it. That was the Yael who were flying over Phoenix and kind of announcing their, uh, their presence right around the turn of the millennium.
0: Oh,
1: wow. Um, and I think that's about it as far as what I actually have researched for. And then there's people that come from outside of our galaxy not in the Andromeda galaxy. And uh, we find out new types of civilizations all the time. You know, uh, some of them are from a close galaxy like the spiral galaxy. Some of them are from a galaxy n- none of us have ever heard of, perhaps billions of light years away. Um, and it is also possible to not come here from being a physical or a non-physical being it can also be possible in rare cases and i did one one client who i saw this they came here as actual actually a planet the planet themselves incarnates into a being here while still being a planet um and it's also possible for a galaxy itself to come here and again that that book the expansion for ascending consciousness book is uh, is great yeah a uh, question can you be a combination of more than one star seed absolutely and it's actually very common. I would say out of all the starseed uh, discovery journeys I've done, probably 50% of people are just from one place and 50% are from multiple places. Uh, and, and to be from multiple places, as I said before, it's either because your your true consciousness, your starseed soul has ascended, let's say for example, ascended through the Pleiades, then through Sirius, then maybe to Arcturus, and that can happen. So you have that history of all three and maybe you came directly from Arcturus. For some, it's because you may have actual actually multiple souls working through you
2: mm-hmm.
0: wow <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. so
0: <laughs> Whew, that's a lot yeah. <laughs> so um for those of you who you know caught all of that what from all the ones that Matthew mentioned which star seed do you think you are which planet do you think you came from type in the chat we're just curious just from just from the characteristics that Matthew gave who, who did you resonate with the most you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Because I had said, you know, Pleiadian, but I also said, well, from Mintaka, Orion, that made sense too. And, um, but I always resonated with the Arcturians. I, I, I'm not a numbers person at all, <laughs> at all, but I always resonated oh, with their energy, you know? Yeah.
1: And you know what? Um, another piece of the puzzle here is that sometimes people aren't from a place, but they've been there. Mm -hmm. so for example um let's say you could be a pleiadian being and you went on a uh, diplomatic mission to the arcturus star
2: Mm -hmm. okay to one of the
1: planets in the arcturus star and actually met with them directly because a lot of us um when we see our true starts itself we're either some of us are scientists some of us are like diplomats some of us are um like political figures on the planet um a lot of us are very well respected on the planet, because you do need to reach a certain level of um, consciousness and of spiritual evolution. You know, not everyone uh, on a planet is going to be at the same levels of conscious evolution, just mm-hmm. like here. Yeah. You do need to uh, reach a certain level in order to actually even be able to become a starseed, because it's a it's a very complex and um, perhaps difficult spiritual process to fractalize and create a new piece of oneself consciously. Right. And then you're, you're now operating two beings at once it's like it's like playing a video game where you're just enjoying playing the game you're beating the different levels and then you're like you know what i think i got this i'm going to play a second game at the same time and so you start playing a second game at the ex- exact same time you're like well how am i going to do this let me create a mini me let me create a mini self to play that other game for me and now i can kind of watch and live through him and get all the points from both games
2: right so
1: um so many of us you know have Either been officers or, um, or as I said, diplomats, you know, on these planets, and have had the opportunity to travel to um, to other parts of the galaxy. Um, so a lot of us, what a lot of what we find is, it's interesting. Um, I rarely find someone who, I don't even know if I can think of one who, when they see their true star itself, self, it's like a very old, old person. Um, And now, you know, aging is very different in the upper dimensions. A lot of times you just basically stop aging. But a lot of times what we find, it's like almost what we would um, call a teenager or someone in their 20s or 30s here, like, you know, in relation to our relatively short, you know, 80 to 100 year lifetime, where they're kind of at the prime of their physicality. And at the prime of like what their career, you know, would be, you know, most people reach the peaks of their, well, that's not true. A lot of people reach it later, but the prime of their physicality, at least. And at that point, like, like that's when they're becoming a star seat.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I'm sure there there's, um, I probably don't remember, first of all, because I've done so many of these. And I'm sure there also are, you know, a lot of people who are old, more elderly beings, but I, I find a lot of, of us, seem to be in middle age or younger in our um, in our starseed bodies
0: Mm -hmm. it's interesting and because you know we we some of us who are older than you Matthew we've been on this journey for a while yeah yeah and um, but you know I know for myself I started early like 2022 but i resisted i I was just so much resistance like i don't want to be like my dad i don't want to be like this i don't want to be like that i'm just gonna fight it you know and then when i when i actually started probably 2000 2001 ish or 2010 maybe anyway somewhere or there then it was like totally different i mean like angels i went in in my family in my culture we never talked about angels who are angels ets who are et the first yeah, time i yeah, heard totally. about gladians it's like what who, who who's archangel michael i don't even totally, know these.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right totally. so it was, it was like a totally different type of awakening than what i was used to right
1: totally yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so it was like okay i mean like thankfully i saw shiva at the very beginning so that was like okay yeah that's fine that's all good and then after that everything went towards like i have no idea what right so yeah um it's just interesting how, you know, yes, we're all, most of us are star seeds. Most of us have been, came from other planets, absolutely, other galaxies, absolutely. We all know that. Most of us know that, you know, so, but the journey here on this planet and this lifetime is unique, it's totally unique. No one's ever experienced this before, what we're yep. experiencing now right? This ascension that we're experiencing, no one's ever experienced this before.
1: Well, we have, but just in other places, but not exactly like it is here. It's very yeah. different here. The setup is very different here. So um,
0: is, you know, like how can we, I know like we're, we're going way over, but how can we, you know, tap into our starseed um, heritage, ancestry, history to assist us with our ascension now?
1: Well, um, I mean, as you know, as I said, a great way is to do one of the um, star seed discovery sessions with me, um, because you're going to, you know, get to travel to your home planet. and you're going to get to uh, meet directly with your guides and receive that activation. And, you know, once you, once you've done the journey, um, we can mostly, I see, I can't see myself um, right now because it's not at the top of the screen. Oh, there I No, okay. I got it. I got it. I found myself. (laughs) Okay, Perfect. (laughs) perfect all right um yeah what i was saying is um is that uh yeah i i you know one of the the best ways is to do the starseed journey with myself um and once you've gone there you can go back on your own you know you'll kind of know what it's like there and what it looks like and what it feels like and you can just go back on your own and your own meditations um you know if if you're not going to do one of the the journeys with me that's fine too um go there on your own It, it, it may be it generally is a bit more difficult when you're not when you don't have a guide to help you but it's possible of course
2: mm-hmm.
1: go there on your own just intend to connect to these beings intend to call them down intend to have them speak to you intend to have them channel through you intend to sit down and you know get on your laptop and say dear pleiadian guides you know what do i need to know and just start writing Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, we can connect with whatever we intend to connect. It's just the journeys that I do for people. It makes it really easy. It, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like I'm, I'm driving up and picking you up in, in my car and, and taking you there. You know, it just makes it really easy. Then you can go on your own afterwards.
0: And then know? when you go again afterwards, then you can connect with your Pleiadian guides or Syrian guides or your Pleiadian family, Syrian family, Arcturian family, whatever it is, and, and yeah. work with them more intimately, more closely yeah, and,
1: and then you know, and, and then you can incorporate it if you'd like. I mean, some people have um, th- there's an energy healing modality called Adina um, Energy Healer, Healing, healing E D I N A. That comes from the Syrians. Um, I've seen other energy healing modalities where people specifically, um, you know, work with their extraterrestrial guides, and you know, you can do that too. You can incorporate it into your healing work. Um, you can. the the possibilities are are endless. You know, you can ask for guidance on specific situations in your life. You know, for me, I I find it more viable and more logical to go to your guardian angel or to your deceased family guides or to your, um, you know, the, the guides that have been with you even before you were awakened the ones that are very much part of your earthly experience for any guidance on the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can absolutely also incorporate um, your extraterrestrial guides as well, especially once you start having an open line of communication with them. Yeah. I mean,
0: I work with the Pleiadians, the Syrians, the Arcturians in my healing work, right? So- yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. That's great. Yeah.
0: I'm not yeah, from I think there. That's so cool
1: too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. think that's super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Did you want me to, to do a, a reading on you and then we could do a reading on a couple? Yeah. And also, you know, if, if we don't mind before we wrap up, if we could just go over the yeah. special offer package. Um, yeah. So, do people. you want
0: to go over the special offer package yeah. first?
1: So, and then we'll uh, do a couple. we'll do a couple readings. yeah
0: so i'm just yeah, going to put it. the the link in the chat so it's alara.at forward slash show forward slash matthew three yep. um and i'm going to put that in the chat so matthew if you can just talk about that for a minute yeah and yeah. i'll be right back i think Perfect. my dog so, is like barking for
1: some reason right oh okay well i've got two myself so i totally understand <laughs> i'll hold the fort down don't worry exactly. <laughs> One sec. um Great. So uh, there's three different levels of packages that you can purchase exclusively through um, uh, Alara's uh, page that she set up for me. Not anything you can find on my website. These are special offer packages, up to 67% off uh, the value. And there's package A, which includes 13 of my webinars and courses. It's over 30 hours of content. Some is audio content, some is video content. And I'm gonna go over um, each of the uh, each of the courses that you get. You get my all about angels, archangels, ascended masters, and spirit guide uh, mastering empowerment course. And this is a great way for us to um, connect with. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> Joseph, you're the man. I, I know you're doing some energetic thing to uh, with the dollar bill here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, sorry. the The first course you get is uh, all about angels, archangels, ascended masters, and spirit guides. Um, this is about how to connect with different spirit guides. Like I mentioned, um, could be the uh, the guardian angel, could be um, the deceased family members, could be different ascended masters, could be archangels, could be Hindu entities, could be any of the hierarchy of angels. So I teach you about the hierarchies of angels because there's different levels of angels and, and they're, um, they're overseen by different archangels. And you'll basically get to understand um, how the, uh, the angelic hierarchy works on this planet, how you can connect with them and which angels are best for which things you want to um, get something in your life. You want to use this angel. You want to take something away. You want to use this angel or this entity. Your dog is so adorable. <laughs> your dog is so right. Cute. Isn't
0: he so cute? What,
1: what's his name? His name is Neo. Neo, Neo. Oh, Neo.
0: yeah and he wasn't barking he was just lying there on the couch like i'm i'm fine mommy it's like
1: okay is he named after uh neo from the matrix or what yes yeah (laughs) yes
0: who's (laughs) morpheus
1: are you morpheus
0: no no i'm not morpheus
1: someone's got to be morpheus
0: (laughs) i think that's robert i think that's robert Robert, (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm Um, the i'm the oracle
1: you're the oracle there you go (laughs) (laughs) um i heard there's a new one coming out actually i maybe it already came out but
0: oh wow really i definitely (laughs) want to
1: see it um, you get my change of reality by changing your words mastery empowerment of course you know words uh, are our vibration words are spells in a way and uh, they affect our physical body our genetics our lifespan they affect our reality how we manifest things and we talk about how to uh, craft your words in order to create the reality that you want to create by being very careful and precise with your words cuz it's very very important um, on the ascension path to start to be really conscious of the way we speak. You get powerful visuals, visualization techniques for ascension, learn how to use your third eye. It's almost three hours of techniques, specific techniques on things like grounding, shielding, purifying, self-energizing, cord cutting, healing, energizing chakras, manifesting, uh, seeing soul contracts, forgiveness, meeting spirit guides, sending beings to the light, jumping timelines, much more. You get my human energy field, 101 Master Empowerment course. It's almost three hours Um, It's a very kind of scientific um, look into our chakra system, to our Nadi system, to our acupuncture meridians, to the seven levels of our auric field, and what each one means and how to work specifically, which each of the level that each chakra and each level of the auric field, Um, also the minor chakras, the upper chakra systems that are above our head, the earth star chakra below our feet, the kundalini energy. So it's a very kind of scientific um, look into our energy field. Um, just like, you know, an anatomy book would help have you look into the physical body. You get how to move on completely from your ex. This is to assist in people who have recently been through decoupling. They know someone who's going through decoupling because it's traumatic. It's, it's difficult. And um, this will help them to understand what's happening on a soul level when decouplings occur and how to best move on, how to learn from it, how to um, take the wisdom from that relationship and create it into you being a more healed and more ascended person. Um, You also get my Awakening the Divine Masculine um, Mastery Empowerment Course, which is all about how do we use the left brain? There's so much talk in the spiritual community about the right brain. How do we use the left brain? That very, like we said, Arcturian frequency in a way, right? How do we use things like goal setting, planning, um, organization, consciously manifesting through intention? How do we use those? and integrate that with the divine feminine frequencies to create a more um, healed experience of life. Excuse me. Uh, You get my Spiritual Hygiene, Cord Cutting and Grounding 101 course, which is all about like all the different types of weird things you can get in your energy field, like like archons, watchers, entities, curses, etheric parasites, um, and specific techniques to shield yourself from picking up those in the first place. And then if you do pick up weird things in your energy field, how to actually clear them. Um, you get my creating the 5DU Mastery Empowerment Course, which is absolutely incredible on helping you to shape consciously shape your future through manifestation, through using the law of attraction, through using conscious, conscious, looking ahead into the future and really taking a, a very grounded look at each area of your life. Um, and we also do a mini future life progression on that as well, where you'll be able to see into your future. You get my dissolving the ego webinar, which isn't just about dissolving you know, the, the, nor- the aspects of ego that we think of most often, like, oh, you know, this guy's being egotistical, brags about himself or whatever. Like, yeah, that's one aspect. But different parts of ego, like the ego that feels it's uh, less than others, the ego that feels like it's been victimized by God the ego that feels like it knows better than God, the ego that always wants to compete or fight, right? There's 12 aspects of ego that I've I've identified and we do an energetic activation to dissolve each aspect of ego during this webinar. Mastering your intuition, um, which is all about how do we use your specific intuitive faculties and everyone's intuition works differently. Um, What are your physical intuitive cues? Are you more um, clairvoyant? Are you more clairaudience? Um, are you more clairsentient? How do you find your specific intuitive cues? How do you um, merge that into a way that you can actually then consciously and practically express that intuition to assist others or to assist in your own life? How to also use discernment and how to use specific tools like pendulums and cards. Putting the past in the past, which is an incredible energetic activation webinar. It's almost, the whole thing is almost completely energetic activation through incantations and words that I channeled through Mm -hmm. on helping you to um, just leave the pain in the past and to understand the karmic lessons and to feel that it's actually been lifted from you navigating the dark night of the soul which is for anyone who feels like they're in the dark night of the soul right now as a lot of us do um, and it'll help you to understand the dark night of the soul and how to move through it either quicker or just with more wisdom and, and more joy you know and or if you know someone who's going through a dark night And then my Deeper level Forgiveness webinar, which is all about um, the five stages of forgiveness and how to move through each stage, whether it's with yourself or whether it's with a person or whether it's with an event that happened in your life. You also get my guided meditation to meet your spirit guides and activate psychic gifts. And you get a healing transmission called I Love You Regardless. So that's all $155 for those 13 webinars plus the two audio gifts. Package B is all that plus the 45-minute soul plan reading like we talked about. Um, I'm going to connect in with your spirit guides and uh, my helper guides I'm going to take a look at your life plan I'm going to take a look at your soul lessons and your karma. And I'm going to take a look at um, specifically your future as well. Um, and I'll, I'll see highest possible timeline, I'll, I'll also see most likely timeline, because they're not necessarily the same.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'll let
1: you know what sort of obstacles or things to look out for in your future as well. Um, and also, if you'd like to know uh, what type of light work or indigo, are you type one type two type three. Um, and if you'd like to know what um, any details about your spirit guides or um, you know, any any helper beings that are specifically contracted to be with you, with you in this lifetime. We'll talk about that. So that's all um, package B, the 13 webinars, two audio gifts, 45 minutes soul plan reading. That's 199. Yes, Lori, I do, I do record the sessions for you and I will send them to you. And then package C, which is the highest level package, it's got the reading, the 13 webinars, the two audio gifts, and the 90-minute Starseed Discovery Session with me, which we've been talking about today. And um, this is a journey to your home planet. Um, I'm Basically, you're going to lay down. We're going to have a little pregame talk first. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, your experience with your Starseed self, what type of Starseed you think you might be. Um, do you understand, like, you know, how it all works, everything I explained on, on this uh, show. And then after that, you will lay down and you will be guided on an incredible journey to somewhere else in the stars, um, and you'll come back, and you'll come back with uh, this incredible experience and this new connection with your guide. So that's package C, that's 333 for, um, for everything.
0: Awesome, thank you. So there's a yep. lot of stuff there, lots of wisdom, and lots of, lots of teachings, lots of uh, energy healing practices that some of us may know some of it, because as I was, I was looking at the packages that could, well, we know some bits and pieces, but there's so much here. It's like, it's a great, I would even say like a primer for somebody, you know? Um,
1: yeah. And, and the webinars themselves um, can also serve as that too. I mean, there's so much content and it can really, it, it it's, it, there's so much knowledge that I share and also a lot of activations that I share yeah. uh, in those courses.
0: Yeah. And of course there's a two part payment plan that's available as well for all three yep. of the packages. So Definitely. Um, I mean, <laughs> you know, when when uh, Matthew heard about Robert, he, you know, we, we we got on the phone and he did a. a, a- a short brief long I don't know what it was it was it was like so much you know like it was a min, uh, like a mini intuitive reading medical intuitive reading and a soul right. plan reading for Robert yes. and me yeah. combined yeah. it was like there was and it was like oh my god I mean like he's like he, yeah. he, this guy doesn't even know me and he's like spot on it's like oh my
1: yeah god. and sometimes you know like I, I sometimes I'll talk a little fast there's just so much information coming in and you know, but, but you
0: were you were like spot on with everything that you Thank said, you. you know, it's Thank like, you. oh my god. <laughs> it's like how does he know that? It's like, ah, yeah, it was amazing, you know. And and of course, you know, Robert, like I said, I told you, is doing so much better now, and we're Thank just god. counting the days so he can, can home, come home. But he's like,
1: Yes, yes, it's him, you know,
0: it's like so yeah, it might still be a little while, like you said, but yeah. you know, yeah. Um,
1: and, and there, there will be more work to be done once he is home, you know, yeah, of course, yeah. like but, we talked but about it's, it's for much, both of you. It's much, better. But so yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was such a big relief. All the information that you gave me. I know. And, you know
1: I know. I, I, I couldn't imagine the the worry you might've been going through and, you know, maybe still are. I mean, just, you know, not really knowing if he's going to even be okay, but yeah. I'm glad I could give you some comfort and, you know, just, I, I oh, saw, absolutely. I saw him coming home great. and he's coming home. So he is.
0: yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um, all right. So again, those three packages are available yep. at alar.at 4 slash show forward slash Matthew three. So please do take a look at them. So I know you wanted to do a few readings. Um, yeah. Let's do a few readings. Yeah. Um, so. If you want me to
1: read you, I can do that as well, or we can just do people.
0: Let's just do people. Because. Okay. <laughs> i mean i am like you know i would love to but it's like i know my my my, my community would love to hear about yeah, them of course, you know of course
2: of
3: course
0: so uh we're gonna go to diane diane you want to unmute yourself
3: She's yeah been,
0: hi. had her hand raised for a hi, long diane. time <laughs> hi
3: fascinating thank you matthew um, you're
1: welcome
0: what yeah, do you I- need to know matthew let me just ask that first.
1: nothing really i i i'll just need to just take a moment to be silent and uh it'll take me anywhere from like Thirty seconds to a minute, but um, I'll I'll be able to get the information. So just give me a moment. Okay. So, Diane, I see you primarily being from Lyra. Um, I feel that's the, the most direct connection to you are the Lyran beings. And I feel that you've had, um, there's been expeditions to Vega, which is near Lyra, I believe, and um, to the Pleiades as well. But I believe that this was as a diplomatic Lyran being, being able to, to a spacefaring being. Um, but I do feel Lyra being the, the primary um, for you.
3: Thank you. Um, and my mission? Did it just is just that? Is it, is it the?
1: Well, that's that's a complex question, but I'll I'll say anything I can pick up. Um, uh, I feel it, it, it's working with the earth in some way. So it's um, it's plants, perhaps. Um, could be animals. It's. Uh, working with the environment. So it's something environmental, um, the way that you relate to the environment, what you can contribute to the environment. So I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, you do have uh, a background behind you with grass. So, <laughs> you know, I guess that makes sense. But any, any way that you, um, you know, like plants especially is what I'm feeling. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: Good. Thank you, Diane. Good, um, hold on one second. So we're going to go to, uh, oops, hold on. Uh, Phyllis, do you want to unmute yourself? Oh gosh, thank you so much. I just want
1: to- Hi Phyllis, I feel like Hi. I'm looking down at you though.
3: You are because uh, I, look, I look thinner that way. Oh, <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I, I just don't even worry about that. <laughs> no.
3: I was just wondering if I was from anywhere.
1: Uh, well, I hope you're from somewhere or else you well, wouldn't Well, you exist. know what I mean. <laughs> okay. All right. Give me a moment. <laughs> I see you as an Orion star seed, Phyllis. see you from Orion's belt. One of the human Orion beings, um, like we talked about, kind of, you know, if, if you did you, did you feel uh, any sort of energetic react or emotional reaction when we were talking about like the planets of Orion's belt, you know, being attacked or? Um, I think
3: uh, with Orion, I felt it more when you said it was very humanistic, more very human, humanistic. Very human, but yeah. I I felt more of a connection with Sirius. Just I, okay, because and and
1: yeah, and the thing is with with Sirius um, is. Many Syrian beings traveled back and forth between Orion's belt. Um, mm-hmm. And the Syrians were part of the beings that protected Orion's belt. So let me see if there's more of the story here. So I definitely saw Orion. Ah, okay. I, I, I believe what I'm seeing is that the Syrian part of you is the most ascended part of your soul self that from there created the experience of actually incarnating as a, uh, physical human Orion being and also the earth being. So actually, yeah, that was, that was spot on by you. The Syrian self is the higher aspect, even than the Orion being, um, so I would I would say you're Syrian and Orion. Um, Great,
0: thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you're it's welcome.
0: Such a fun talk. <laughs> it
1: is. Yeah, I agree.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Phyllis. Um, okay, we're gonna go to Letty. Letty, you wanna unmute yourself? Hi. 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 <laughs> Hi, Matthew.
1: Hi, Letty. Um. I'm guessing you want to know where you're from, so hold on. I, I, I'm tracing you and I feel like you're already, you, you go all the way back to the Andromedan galaxy and then in our galaxy, the Arcturian um, is your most, your closest connection, but yet there's also these journeys through the Pleiades and Sirius, so I almost see you like this galactic traveler, I believe what I'm seeing is your Andromedan self came here to create the Pleiadian self, continued ascending to be a Assyrian self, be, becoming an Arcturian self and really operating as those two selves, the Andromedan and the Arcturian. And then from Arcturus, uh, creating the human earth self as another experience. Okay, so that
2: I'm wow. um, like a you have a, you have a lot of connections.
1: You have a lot of connections, <laughs> but the most ascended aspects are the Andromedan and the Arcturian ones. Okay,
2: those are the main ones. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, sounds good. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome.
0: Good. Thank you, Letty. So, Thank you know, you. Um, it's important to also, you know, like do research, uh, you know, on your own about, you know, what, you know, what the, who or what is an Octurian. What are their qualities? Yeah. What are their gifts? What are their, you know, abilities? Who are the Andromedans? Who are the Lyrians, et cetera? Right?
1: Yeah, so, absolutely. Absolutely. It's always good um, to
0: um, take a look and see for yourself, see what you resonate with and then how you can like do you have those abilities right now or do you want to nurture them and grow them and grow yep. into them right?
1: Absolutely. yeah, absolutely. yeah, the more the more you want and you know uh, there's so much out on the internet and and a lot of the information contradicts, but there is a lot that is similar. So I, I don't personally read a whole lot of like what's written out there. I more go with what our experience has been with, um, the, uh, with the starseed sessions, but, um, there, there's some good videos. Um, there's this YouTube channel called universe inside you. And he stopped, I don't know why he took down these videos, but if you Google like Andromedans, everything you wanted to know, 2017 or Arcturians, everything you want to know, 2017 or Syrian, um, some of them are like mirrored on YouTube. Some of them are on like Daily Motion or Vimeo, but they're actually pretty good videos. Those are the really the closest that I've resonated with. Also, Michelle Walling, um, her work is um, mirrored on it's in text, but it's on different sites around the internet. And her stuff, I pretty much agree with almost all of it is based on uh, the experiences that we've had on these Starseed uh, sessions. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we're going to take one more. Can uh, can you take someone who is not on video? Like, um, if you just give me a name. So,
1: uh,
0: Renetta. (laughs) See what what you get for Renetta.
1: Renetta, okay.
0: Hello. Oh, hello. There she is. Never mind. Okay,
1: (laughs) there we go. All right, give me a moment. So, Renetta, I get a very Pleiadian uh, vibration and vision with you. Um, very Pleiadian. And uh, also, I could tell you, um, you, you've definitely been Lemurian, and um, you've definitely had a lot of indigenous lifetimes here on the planet. And um, part of your uh, your soul mission is like um, kind of uh, the shamanic and the uh, keeping the the indigenous aspects of, uh, of spirituality alive, in a sense. Um, but as far as your starseed self, the Pleiadians, yeah, would be your, your connection. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good, so focus on that, okay? Research Pleiadians and look at their qualities and abilities and gifts and et cetera, okay? Don't focus on the other thing that you texted me about. she thought she was maybe orion it's like no maybe not
1: (laughs) no i yeah i I didn't i didn't pick up that um but um sometimes uh you know a lot of us that were at the end of the uh lemurian experience Mm -hmm. a lot of us also have the the memories uh the cellular memories of that pain
2: right of
1: um you know because lemurian atlantis ended in a nuclear war
2: um
1: that was the the great flood that's in the bible
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um a lot of us carry that pain actually uh in several of my past life regressions um i've had people see the end of lemuria i've seen it just on my own in a meditation once and i've, I've had a couple of people actually experience it one they just died and they were taken to um uh, these pods like above the planet the pleiadians had these ships and then one they were actually taken on a ship right before it happened to the inner earth and then they became they were an inner earth being and they kept kind of reincarnating as an inner earth being mm-hmm. um and those are you know our uh, the agarthan friends that we mm-hmm. have under the surface
0: those are the ones um, in in uh, talos as well
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah yeah so um yeah so a lot of us whether we were orion beings or not we may have this deep sense of pain and tend to sort of depression that may come from the Lemurian experience
0: yeah. on, here okay. on earth. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I got goosebumps all over for that. Yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, not beautiful that, you know, you're experiencing that sometimes, Renetta, but it's, you know, you can see, we can track it, you know, yeah. to, to that. Yeah.
1: And, you know, and again, Pleiadians also, as I said, tend to have difficult life plans. So whatever. Has been in Renetta's life plan, you know, especially stuff that might have to do with relationships or family members or um, experiences from from the past that uh, that were very hurtful. You know, that had to do with other people. Like that's very common amongst Pleiadians. So mm-hmm.
0: I'm not I'm not laughing, Renetta. I'm just... <laughs> but it's like he's spot on, right? It's like yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm not laughing at her. It's like, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, no, what, I get it. Yeah, for sure, up, yeah. you know, Cause like, you don't know her at all. And I'm like, mm-hmm, right. yeah, uh huh. <laughs> beautiful. I love it. Oh, wow. That's, that's so, that's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, this has been such a wonderful conversation, such wonderful yes, knowledge. I enjoyed oh it my God. Much. It was like so much. It's like,
1: my, yes. my, my <laughs> head is
0: like, ah, there's so much to know, so much more yep. to know. You know I, thought I, I thought I knew a lot, but there's so much more to know um i really enjoyed it
1: myself so
0: you know and and obviously you're very gifted and talented thank you you know healer intuitive you know guide etc like wow yeah so and also very kind you know so yeah very kind and very generous i mean i was just like like i said i was blown away when you just reached out to me and did all that it was like oh my god you know how nice you know yeah
1: thank you Thank
0: yeah, you. Thank He's very kind. He's very brilliant.
3: He's very beautiful.
0: I thank didn't you. find you, Caroline, anywhere. You were Am like... here, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Caroline was asking me, you know, for for a reading and then she she had to go on the phone and then and I couldn't find her to say unmute yourself. It's like, I don't know where she is. She's gone. <laughs> um yeah, could you could you just do Caroline really quickly? Yeah. Perhaps maybe. Yeah.
1: That's fine. That's oh
0: fine. you
3: would. Oh, that's so nice. I just want to say how kind you were. I just love you to be. Oh,
1: thank you. Um, I hope you're staying safe in your spaceship.
3: <laughs> I, I am
1: this the, the speed <laughs> limit is is uh <laughs> the speed limit is is five times the, the sound barrier. So just keep it to them, all right? Okay. Um let me see what I get here. I'm sorry, What's uh I'm a little Caroline. Different. Caroline, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, it's fascinating, Caroline. Um, I'm just, yes, I'm just going to trust what I'm, what I'm receiving here. Um, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm a little tired. I'm missing something, but I'm just going to trust that. I, I feel as if you're, uh, actually a newer soul that has really accelerated so quickly that you've actually started to, to be on your Ascension process towards the fifth dimension. Um, rather than having done it before. Um, it's very rare. I, I, I haven't come across someone with your vibration in a long time. Maybe I can't remember one specifically. I actually feel like you're one of the very few newer souls that, um, and I'm getting vibrations now. So it's, I'm getting confirmation. I don't mean to disappoint you. I I, I you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just that it's actually a very special thing you've accelerated extremely quickly in your evolution over um several lifetimes that have put you in the position to be one of the the first like new souls um that came directly from alkyone to earth to uh to start to reach the upper third and and fifth dimensions so
0: wow that's that's different
1: it is different i didn't expect that i'm just going with what i'm told And, and again when i Receive vibrations. It's confirmation. um So, wow.
0: Yeah, well, sit, I, sit I, with it, Caroline. See how that feels oh, for you. I oh, I,
3: I've got tears, tears, and I know these tears are tears of connection, right? Yes. So yes. yeah, I yeah. remember three months old, just sitting here wondering, where what is this place?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You. you and it, what's interesting, you mm. you, you're you're not from this place no one is from this place everyone Mm -hmm. is seated here from somewhere coming from the center of the galaxy but you have um just evolved extremely quickly as a soul um when you read um if you read expansion for ascending consciousness you'll you'll read about um the the difference between a, a a new soul and an old soul um and that as a as a new soul it all actually only requires three lifetimes as a third dimensional human being to actually then start to merge with the planetary. So, so like if a soul was extremely evolving, extremely quickly as you kind of are, it may only take a few lifetimes before you actually start in to, um, uh, merge more with the planetary consciousness. And then you start to, you know, be here more as a teacher Boda Vista. Um, and, you are like an energetic leader of the newer souls
3: i have to i have to buy a session yeah love you brother
1: yeah yeah thank you um <laughs> yeah I, I i hope that was helpful yeah
3: yeah it was, it was very uh it was very heart heart opening
1: good if <laughs> if, if you feel that then then it, it must be true it must be true
2: okay I love well it, i'm so glad
3: i got on yeah.
2: thank
0: you <laughs> yeah i love it caroline i know right wow. yeah okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> bye my sweet thank you bye okay. drive carefully
1: <laughs> that, that, that was that was fascinating to me um i haven't come across someone like that that is a not a star seat, but is so incredibly advanced it it's showing that actually how quickly the the earth souls are evolving
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Incredibly quickly. Like here she is, like at the same level as all of us star seeds, right? And now she's actually teaching all the other newer souls.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's fascinating. So I that was wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. What a yeah. what a wonderful gift, Caroline. That uh wow. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, Absolutely. Very, very unique, yeah. and
1: it's so needed. We we need more and more of the earth souls to wake up and ascend quickly now as as the star seeds are being activated we need all of the newer souls to because that's really if it if just the star seeds ascend on the planet it's not enough it's not enough and our planet will fall victim to the draconians it, it the, the ascension is it's guaranteed because of astrology but in the linear point of time that we're in in 2021 it ain't guaranteed right So what we need is more conscious evolution of both the starseeds and the newer souls to accelerate quickly. So we tip the planet, the light wins, you know? So you're, you're, you're very special, um, unique, and you have a special place in this, this game, very special, different, different in a way than some of us on the call, but, but special, very unique and very much needed. And, in a way, more needed than what we're doing, you know.
3: I I I I agree. My soul agrees. Like I feel, yeah, yeah. tingling happening yeah. at the yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me right too. Now. I feel it
1: all over my body. Is yeah,
3: like the tingling. It's like, yeah. it's like all of my portals are opening yeah. right now. It's like yep. I'm I'm home, and it it feels like
1: truth. I could just. You, you have you have the same inherent abilities that any star seed does. It's just that. You've learned them through here, through the earth, yeah. which is incredible. You so, can
3: talk to Lara. I've been on these shows for 15 years and I yeah. haven't, and I've been like reaching out, reaching out, going, Where the hell do I belong? kind of thing. Right. But I have, you I actually have belong, you're, you belong
1: here. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I have
3: amazing gifts. And, and it's like, like what you're saying to me now, I can't tell you what's going on in my brain, in yeah. my body. It's just yeah. like my my spine is realigning, kind of yeah, thing.
1: Yeah, nice. I love it. I love oh, it. Good. No. Oh, Good. Yeah. oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Oh,
3: definitely getting a session. I'm so glad I got on. Oh, cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and if if you do, uh, if you want to do the package, um, instead of the starseed session, we'll do a past life regression to see your Earth lifetimes, and you 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 may have you know certainly been in Lemurian Atlantis as well, um, yeah. but we'll see. Uh, you know.
3: Yeah, I definitely think so as well. Yeah, the yeah. dolphins have, have spoken to me yeah. from there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 cool.
3: Cool. Well, I, have a, I have a not a not a package question, if I may. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
3: If, if I buy a package uh, for me and my husband for a session, yeah. Can we do two sessions and, and like instead two full packages? Is, is there some kind of arrangement we can do where we oh, can if both you each have...
1: wanted to do one session?
3: Yeah in the full package.
1: Yeah. I don't see why not. Uh, we can figure something else. Just, talk, um, yeah. just, you, just you, 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 you could just, well, um, just purchase it. And basically one of you will use the 45 minute session and one of you will use the 90 minute session. That's how we can do it.
3: Oh, okay. Great.
1: Great. Great. Okay. Yeah.
0: Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because there's no point both of you buying each package. Cause what are you going to do? What? Yeah.
1: Because of the the webinars. Yeah. 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 yeah or, yeah. and, and, um, yeah i think that'll be fine that'll be fine we'll just work it out like that yeah
0: yeah i want to go
3: all the way and i feel like i'm going all the way in this lifetime as you are well. you I'm are yeah you are and then
1: it. and then you you really become a part of the 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 planetary con i mean we all are but you start oh, to actually consciously, consciously become that what's that
3: <laughs> i just got a jolt of electricity
1: <laughs> there you go yeah there Woo-hoo. you go so um work with the earth as much as possible. work with the especially the Divic spirits the nature spirits the uh I the, sec- the second dimensional divas. You know. I have
3: so much to tell you. Like every morning, I tone to the water. Yes, yeah, perfect. and I, yeah. I send out special tones yeah. to the sun, to the water.
1: So yeah. Think of yourself as being like a shepherd of the earth, um, and with the the diva realm.
2: Okay. Yeah. I
1: love you.
0: I <laughs> love you. Yeah, I <laughs> love you too. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Caroline. That was great. Bye. My <laughs> i love it how caroline says she's been on the show for 15 years i've only been doing this since 2013 but okay
1: Uh, okay
0: (laughs) and it feels like 15 years
1: yeah (laughs) 2013 was a hell of a long time ago i don't even i know right who i was was, then you know
0: yeah (laughs) yeah i wasn't i'm not i'm not the same person i was then anyway yeah yeah, so awesome. shout out!
1: I want to give a shout out to Joseph for doing whatever channeling <laughs> or energy work he's been doing the whole time here. You know, man, I, I appreciate it. He's supporting the vibration. So oh,
0: absolutely, I just, yeah. I, I never it. see him uh, unless somebody points him out to me. But yeah, well, I,
1: I can't help but notice. I, I find it wonderful. So thank you, brother.
0: Yeah, Joseph lives here in Austria, but not near okay. me. But about probably an hour or so away. But uh, okay. he's, yeah, he's from Austria too.
1: Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Wow. Do you want me to do
1: you real quick, or before (laughs) we go? Sure, sure. We already. I told you an hour forty-five. We're gonna go two forty. Whatever. I don't care. Like I'm not. I'm as I tell my clients, I'm not good with time. I'm not a good time person. I'm often five minutes late to everything uh and often uh things just go longer than intended with me so yeah. it is just
0: I know and I was trying to keep this to an hour and 45 minutes and I actually like, oh, I think I'm I was getting...
1: five minutes late to this today as well so
0: I just figured you I'm, were having technical problems I'm not a
1: time no it was just it was technical issues with my hair to ah. be honest but it, it didn't end up making a difference so um all right let me let me yeah, my, my let me hair looks good
0: my hair is doing good stuff lately yeah I
1: look good, good. I I I can never figure out mine. All right. Let me see what I got for you. All right. So um, I see you as a Pleiadian. Um, I see you as a female Pleiadian being. I see, um, I don't know if I, I probably we probably didn't go into this when we did our private session. Okay. I see Robert as actually on the Pleiades. You may actually know him. It's possible that he's your son on the Pleiades. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's just kind of something that I picked up. Um, and I see you as also from the Pleiades, you created this, this experience of being an Orion being, um, and from the Pleiades, you then experiences, you know, your earth mm-hmm. lifetimes, um, as far as the Arcturian connection, I feel as if you were being a, a you're kind of like a scientist on the Pleiades, and, um, especially working with, uh, working a lot with plants um, but you had the opportunity to travel to a space station um, somewhere not in Arcturus not in the Pleiades but somewhere in between and actually meet with several Arcturian beings kind of a a diplomatic Pleiadian Arcturian um, meeting Um, so you have a lot of respect for the Arcturian beings but I don't see you ever being one Mm-hmm. I see you being a Pleiadian being and being um, this Orion being coming from the Pleiades. So it's like from the Pleiades, you went there and you also went here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And in, in a quantum sense, it's simultaneous. Um, in a different sense, your Pleiadian self is in the future, you are in the past, and your Orion self is even more in the past mm-hmm. from a linear sense.
0: So I'm ascending into my Pleiadian self
1: back into your plating self yeah yeah. i mean again it's an expedition it's like we already are as starseeds you already are ascended you're coming back to be unascended to ascend again in order to you know to provide that service mission to planet earth and also because it just adds to your experience as a um a light being you know to Mm -hmm. experience this ascension in a very dense uh third dimensional reality
0: and as you were speaking and even now i'm like burning up I'm like so hot. I am sweating. Yeah, that might be that might be
1: you know one of your intuitive cues. Yeah, uh, yeah. is heat. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: That's that's you know, energy flowing and you know confirmation. But good thing you
1: live in Austria.
0: <laughs> it's not that cold. It's nicer here than in, really? in North America.
1: In New York. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's much nicer. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you know, it's like I I t- I totally resonated with when you were talking about the Pleiadians. Like, oh yeah, I'm definitely a Pleiadian. You know, even though yeah. you know I have the other Orion belt life as well yeah, yeah. but
1: but that 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 ascent most ascended aspect is that pleiadian aspect yeah you know totally but that's concerned. also where a lot, a lot of the you know the, the karmic um imprints that need to be experienced through in this lifetime do come from as well as from from the yeah. pleiades because that's part of the the gift to the energetic grid of earth and to the overall ascension
0: so just a really quick question yeah <laughs> totally off topic maybe but yeah, yeah. you know the pleiades Arcturus, Sirius, etc. And you know, the Indian um, system, the gods and goddesses in India, right? Yeah. Do you know the connection between the two?
1: That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know yet. I, okay. that's I've, a been, I've been trying question. to
0: find that out. I
1: don't know yet. Yeah. Um, I My sense is that uh, the... This is just my sense. I don't know. I really don't know. My sense is that the, the archangels the angels the hindu gods and goddesses and all of the entities that we pray to here on earth mm-hmm. are specific to earth
2: mm-hmm. that
1: is my inclination that they are all and the, and a lot of actually actual mm-hmm. texts do discuss that that they are for the earth um i know in the archangel michael prayer on my website it says uh and it's it's on a lot of other sites too but it says you know archangel michael of the 13th dimension i don't know i don't i don't know whether he's like at that level of overseeing a galaxy or the universe or if it's just an imprint maybe there's an archangel michael that's fractalized into a million different archangel michaels Mm -hmm. and just one is here that's possible too but i do believe the entities are specific here to to us but but i don't know that continue that'll continue to be a part of you know my research so i don't know
0: Okay, if you ever find out, let me know, because that's something I've been okay. asking. Yeah,
1: it might be a couple of years from now, but uh, yeah, I'm sure. I've been asking
0: for a few years, and it's like, yeah. ah, you know, because... Yeah. Well, what do
1: you think? What's, what's your inclination?
0: Well, you know, <laughs> so when I think about, you know, like Shiva, you know, and Shakti, and Ram, and, you know, and like the, the Trinity, it's like, they all come from different planets, and, and Earth is just one place that they came to to help mankind.
1: But you know, do they come from now? See, I haven't studied maybe um, the Hindu ones as much as some of the others, but do they come from um, like planets in our solar system or yeah, outside?
0: There are some that are in Pleiades, right? So they're, they're, that one for sure, because, oh. you know, like, you know, their stories, you know, and that that that's, they went to the Pleiades and blah, blah, blah. See, I
1: I didn't know any of this so you're teaching me I I didn't know this
0: yeah and so I've always been curious because it's like okay I mean Shiva we know is on earth okay so maybe
1: they come from the Pleiades or even Sirius to serve as um fourth dimensional beings here to oversee us
0: yeah they they don't live here yeah they just come to aid and assist and then they go back okay other than or Shivo, or,
1: or, or we could say maybe like their essence their fourth dimensional essence like lies in the in the astral
0: yeah
1: um shell around earth
0: yeah so i was just curious yeah. because it's like no it just... it's
1: interesting that that might be the next stage of my research I, I really don't know so thank you for sharing all that i'm i'm gonna want to look into yeah. what you said and researching it more look so into it you.
0: and find out and let me yeah, know yeah yeah <laughs> thank you
1: thank you thank <laughs> you
0: i've always been curious so um barb says some archangels come from other universes to help archangel christiel came through to help us mother Mother mary came from venus could be yeah
1: i i I don't know i i would love to um to know like if there's a book that talks about this stuff or you know anything like that i mean like in
0: in in uh, in the in indian texts they talk about people coming the sages and the, and the gods and goddesses coming from different uh planets and different they, realities i didn't know
1: this thank you i right. i had no idea they yeah. travel okay. in
0: vimanas, which are like spacecraft you know they travel in spacecraft. wow okay.
1: they talk,
0: they're talk cool. about the space wars and star wars between the really wow between planets that's so, so
1: cool okay. okay thank you i i didn't know any of this thank you yeah
0: so you know it's yeah. like i've always been curious because it's like oh, no i'm I good i
1: all right, I'm going to have to look into this somehow. If you if you find a book on this, you know, let me know. I'd love to, to look yeah. at it, you know.
0: More research for you to do.
1: Definitely. <laughs> and
0: and who knows, now that we've talked about it, maybe some of this stuff will come through in your readings that you do. Sure,
1: yeah. You know? Yeah, someone wrote Diana Cooper. So, oh, okay. Talked about it in her that. books.
0: and I, had, I, yeah. don't, I have nothing from Diana Cooper. I've never okay. read a single book. So I couldn't tell you, but I, you know, Barb, if you say so, I will look it up too. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. Yes. Thank you so much. I mean, many, yeah, I know we've gone on, me. but this was this such was a wonderful, wonderful show, such a wonderful yes. conversation. Oh my goodness. I just absolutely thank loved you. it. Thank yes. Uh, Alara, can you recommend a book that mentions that? Oh, uh, pff, no. The, you know, the the, the Mahabharata, the Ramayana, the, the Vedas, they're all in Sanskrit, but I'm sure there's English translations they are very hard to read. <laughs> so as I've been looking too, right? Uh, but no, sorry, I don't. If I find something, I will let you know. I'll post it somewhere, okay? Yeah, but um, yeah, thank you so much, Matthew. And again, the packages are available at alora.at forward slash show forward slash (laughs) Matthew three. We're still, we're in March. All right, so please do take a look at those, book your sessions. Oh my God, get your readings. Oh, they'll be amazing. You know, absolutely amazing. (sighs) Good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> good thank good you. good this thank is awesome stuff. thank yeah. you laura I, I really enjoyed my time thank you yeah
0: thank you thank you, so much. you everyone
1: for watching and, and thank you listening. so
0: much everyone until next time uh the recording will be out a little bit later i have another call in a few minutes but so it'll be out but don't worry um until next time may continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy peace love happiness prosperity and radiant health sending you all much love and blessings always thank you bye for now
2: bye